Welcome back to the Hunger for Knowledge podcast. As always, I'm Will Beatty. Got my man Rob. What's up? Timmons in here. How you been, Rob? How's, how's, how's your week been? It was good. Uh, you know, busy as usual. Always busy. Trying to get my uh, projects done and trying to get non-profit further along than it than it was last week got a, got a social worker now so we're slowly building step by step so hopefully within the next six months we might have our first house want we'll to see that's crazy man to think about that was just an like an idea like to you know to see you pull that into reality that's been really cool like i mean that's like that's like an ultimate act of creation you know like you can do you know, a song, you can do some art, you can do uh, a lot of things, but creating, you know, an organization, that's a whole different thing, you know, from, from scratch. That's crazy. But, uh, uh-huh. you know, uh, speaking of, of art and creation, uh, we have a guy who's, uh, who's been really, like, influential in, in, in the musical side of my my uh i can't call it a career that's too like <laughs> like you don't have a musical career you you it's it's so it's like a a hobby on another level or something like that <laughs> but um but yeah we got uh my man dick diamond in here you want to address the folks or whatever's out there listening <laughs> what's happening yeah i think it'll be a musical path Bro, I think that's what it was. Musical path, that's a good idea. That's a good way. Of you got that, albums, you know what I mean? Like, you put out, you got tracks. You, I, don't, you know, I act like I don't have it. albums. Like, I don't even... Like, <laughs> I, I, I think don't. you undersell yourself. I think that's an amazing accomplishment. It's cool, but I've seen a lot of people make a lot of music. And, uh, you know, you never know... I, I think, I think myself, yeah, I was going to say, it's always you're always hardest on yourself. Yeah, if you're for sure. if you're worth anything, you're you're your hardest most on yourself. I think you know. self-critical as for sure is, is, but I can't even imagine. Like I wouldn't even know where to start. So yeah, but I mean you're you're yeah you're artistic and, and creative in different ways, and that's yeah like I I I admire that like how you guys have like the ability to like <coughs> see an image in your head and then take a pencil or paintbrush or whatever and you know really like bring that there like that's really crazy to me like my dad he's always been a good drawer and stuff and i always wished i could be but yeah there's something about so so that kind of goes off of like what i like texted you about like what we're going to talk about like you know what i mean like so you were saying it's like on a different level about his nonprofit thing going on, but it's 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 almost not. It's like you, you you are creating something out of nothing. You have an idea in your head, yeah. whether it be a song, a picture, a, a a drawing, anything like that. You you have that, and then it's that drive that 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 something inside you. You can't sit still on it. Like that's something that you are backing up a hundred percent, and you're going for it. And if six months from down the road a year you don't succeed but you do see progression well then roll with it but if not then maybe that's yeah. not for you like yeah, that's the truth. they asked me i play you know play football play basketball nah man i don't but i tried out i tried i'm <laughs> yeah. just a little guy you know yeah. what i mean like yeah 
it just it's not for me. I understand that. I'm not mad. I ain't, yeah. I ain't mad at football players or nothing like that. Yeah, I can't be mad at what I like. You, you still know, got your uh, your brain there, and then yeah, it's not yeah. bruised and battered from it's, football. It's, yeah, so you're, you're not gonna die, and then they discover you have CTE. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For the last uh, the last album that I did, you know, Dick, you know, he he really helped me out. He really you know, gave me a place to come and record, and, you know, uh, I, I was, I was really trying to, you know, find a, a studio for a little while, I was, like, in the studio wilderness, like, I had no stopped, man's land. yeah, I had stopped going to a studio, and it was interesting how that even, you know, went down, because, like, he knew, he knew, uh, this, this kid, Matthew, who, uh, who is actually one of my best friend's nephew. Where'd you meet him? And Matt is like a jam band fan, and my brother's in like a, a kind of like a, a jam band type deal. Mm-hmm. And uh, I do a couple, I do a song with my brother's band, and he just knew I was in, I was into making music and stuff. So, yeah, he said, yo, you gotta talk to my buddy Will, and... When I, th- I think I asked you to send me some stuff, something like that, and I heard it, and I was I was all about it. Yeah, definitely. But to me, like you're something special. Okay, so don't get this wrong. But like I'll record anybody. Like you, I, yeah. like it don't matter. Like to he was me, looking for people to come, right? Yeah, to me, you know? it's not like I'm charging somebody to come. In. I'm not just charging people to take money and let them come in and just jump around and, and throw whatever kind of trash down. Like if you make music. And you're passionate about it. You shouldn't have to pay for that. You should just come and be creative. And like, I want to be around creative stuff. So why would I not want to invite that into my house? Like, I don't want garbage in my house. I want creativity. I want people that have ideas and bring stuff to reality. And, like, yeah. And it, for it, that, for that, in an, what, no, at whatever level I get with the, any of this, Dick will always be a part of that. You know what I mean? Like, I'll, like, I'll, like, I would never, you know, people say stuff like, oh, well, don't forget me and stuff like that. But I could never, you could never forget yeah. somebody who gives their time and energy and doesn't ask you for a dime. Like, you, like, you, that, that's an invaluable person. It's priceless. You know what I mean? Like, because they're in it uh, for uh, the creativity aspect of it. And they're not really, you know, I've been to studios where, you know, the people were kind of, you know, they're, they're there, they, there's like an engineer, but he's sort of distant, you know, like he's not really invested in trying he's to He's counting the, the money and he's why he's clocking the time. You know, he's like he's, the, he's, he don't he's, care he's about what's going on. He's clicking buttons and hitting record and stuff like that. <sighs> but, I mean, there it's a collaborative process, you know, it's a, a you know, my, that album that I recorded, the last one that because Dick recorded, every, I think every song but one or two maybe, and you know that album wouldn't have sounded the same. Like it, it, you know, it was his ear. Um, his ear was important in making it sound a particular way. So, you know, I I think sometimes people kind of get caught up. They think you know, oh well. There's all this technology, and I can do this by myself. I could easily record in my 
I could go to my parents' basement where my my mic is and all that stuff that I've had for years and stuff. I could go there and do that. But the collaboration, you can't fake the experience of it. You can't fake somebody who's been doing it. How, how long you been recording people? Oh, man. Yeah. Over maybe like 10 years. Yeah. You can't, I can't, I can't make up for that. That's, you know, it's a delusion to think that I could just do it myself and have it be, uh, you know, on the same quality level. And see, my thing was like, like I, that's what I started there. Like I started with not having a place to go or nothing like that to record when that's like something that was inside of me and I needed to do. So I just worked hard, saved money, bought what I needed, asked a lot of questions to people that I saw recording and, you know, kind of being like, oh, well, I want to be where that guy is, you know, within six months. So I better talk to him and ask him exactly what he has, what I need, and then I'm going to get there. Then so, when I'm So you're self-taught. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Something definitely. amazing about self-taught people. I yeah, think. that's what I'm. That's yeah. what I always say about Rob. Like he's, he's, he's like a self-taught type of person. He doesn't need really, um, you know, the formal ways of learning things. I think first and foremost, those things are kind of breaking down anyway. Yeah. There's too sure. much information everywhere for people to be saying that there's only one way to learn something. You can go learn it on YouTube. YouTube, I think, teach more. <laughs> YouTube's taught more people to do things and probably been more valuable than all of the years of the public school system combined. For the past two months, I've been watching how to do open heart surgery. So, like, if you ever have any, you just let me know because, yeah, I got, you know... Got you. Been watching. That me. is a so. So who needs that ten year of school? Yeah, you crazy college. Right. I just you know I come home, I crack Dick. a beer, and I just you know <laughs> watch some up. YouTube, and I got it good. Break out the the, the stove, call with the open up. flame, and sterilize yeah. everything, and we'll be good. like I got a problem. Oh, my well, chest hurts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like um, I pick, I picked up photography. Like I never really like took classes or anything like that. But it's kind of like. If you want to do something, get it, get it, and go for it. Just dive right in. Like, it, it, you just gotta, well, you mean, gotta go for it. I how mean, how many it, uh, like Van Gogh and uh, like Beethoven did they take classes, or did they just, you know, like they yeah. start paint, pick up a paintbrush one day? I'm and just sure start that they painting. had. I don't know. You never know because you know they could have some classical training, but Maybe. whatever it was that they did. It surpassed whatever they learned in the classroom. Like it yeah. was that whatever yeah. they gave to the world was something that was had been brewing since like they were born. Like, then you know, finally they're like, oh, I have the skill to match what is inside of me. Like, but that's why. What is so amazing about that stuff is they had little to no influence because it, everything was like that town like you didn't know what was going you know what i mean yeah, like you didn't know what yeah. was going on in the world really like you do now like right, you can right. see everything so art imitates art that's how it is music imitates music it's just the way it is you hear something you're like that that moves me like i want to do that so then you go and you do that 
and maybe it sounds like trash. Maybe it inspires somebody else to do stuff. But seems, like, seems like music's kind of like a cycle to me. Like you hear, like you listen to radio, it's similar, and then all of a sudden somebody does something completely different, and then that's like the new cycle, right? right? And like all of a sudden now, oh, that sounds good. That's different. I want, haven't heard something different for a while. Now and they start. And, and just that sound, they're <laughs> yeah. saying, oh, well, that's last year. You're like, right. well, it sounds like that. No, like no, no, no. You hear that little. I don't trust people who only listen, like, who only have the, their favorite songs or the current radio songs. I don't trust you if that's all your favorite songs are. Because on some level, what that communicates to me is, is that you're not, you've, you've have access. We have so much access to, like, music. And it's like, how can you really say, oh, well, this, my favorite song is something that came out this month and not to say that it can't be a good song for you but it's like i only really trust the opinions of people who are like musical searchers who are like looking through different time periods and different like genres of music what's the, to like what's that one guy's like, name uh post i always I, I every time i hear his name i think of moses malone who post malone yeah 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 post I, malone i don't I, I, I really i've never even heard him rap to I, be honest i, I, I don't want to i I think I'm getting. I'm at the point now where like I don't understand. Oh music. yeah, yeah. I You're think I'm well at that into age. that. I'm into it. You know, we're. Uh, well, you know, me, me and Dick talked about that before. How I, think I, I remember he was that age. Remember you told me how you went to that show, and yeah. uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So we went to um, Tell Us 360, and they had like this. I don't know. I thought it was supposed to be a hip hop show. So. That's how they did. They did. They say this is a hip hop show. Did they even, use I, those I words? Yeah, I don't even know. Because I'm pretty I just, sure they I just did. Want you because to stop using the terminology. Yeah, like, yeah. Because I'm. I kind of commented on their website like that was trash. That was them. yeah. That was not. That was because I got this there. A, I, so I went. I, yeah, I went with my my one friend. And we got there, and uh, like um, I'm one half of Beyond Basic. That's my group. My other boy, David Redding. Shout out. What up? Um, so, like, we do hip-hop. Like, we do, I don't know. We're not, we just do music because we love it. That's what yeah. we do. We don't try to get paid or nothing like that. We just love making music. So we go to the, well, I went to this place with my one friend. And I was like, oh, shit, like, get us in here. Like, we would love to perform here. You know what I mean? Well, the show started and, like, the first group, it was just them playing their CD and lip syncing, like jumping around and like doing dance moves and stuff. And I was pretty sure they were lip syncing. So I had to move all the way up to the front to confirm this. And it was, it was, it was the it truth. Was, it, it was, was the, the truth. truth. So oh, I was no. very disgusted on that. That's As disgusting. the show went on, it just got worse and worse. And there was one group that came out and they were like real hip hop. And they just had a track. They didn't have their vocals on it. They spit their vocals. Nobody was feeling it. I was all about it. But <laughs> I was their biggest fan in the back, hooting and hollering. But after that, it was just, yeah, it was it was a spectacle. It wasn't, there was no, like, I don't know, there was no, A, there was no message. B, there was no talent. The the lack of they talent. They did have that, a message. The, it was getting fucked yeah, up. Yeah, right. So <laughs> it was like the lack of talent that was on that stage did not represent a crowd that was giving the feedback. Like, the it, like it was crazy. It was like you would think they were, I don't know, fucking rock stars or something. They were just... The way people reacted. They were just jumping around on stage, man. <laughs> it seems like music's just so commercialized now. 
Like, there's no... Hip-hop is a particular thing. Like, it I feel like there's just no, like, originality to it. I don't know. I always say that I always, I always look at it like this. Hip-hop is first a culture before it is a form of music. It existed it's a lifestyle. As, it existed as a lifestyle and a culture before it became music. Just like, you know, I always say, like, the cousin or the brother of hip-hop is punk. Like, punk music is, like, in the same family of... This is, resistant mu- this is resistance music of people who feel... Like, uh, there, you know, you know, we're the that's the cry of the oppressed. You know, we're we don't feel uh, comfortable with the current state of affairs in the world, and those two movements kind of coincided with each other for for some time. So with hip hop, you know, I'll, I I I look at myself as a culturalist. Like it it affects my culture. I know that there are people who rap who care nothing about that culture. So well, anytime I see that, anytime I see that, it, like you said, the commercialized aspect, that was always going to happen. The early rappers knew that and they wouldn't sign deals for that reason. Like they knew that at some point in time, the corporate aspect was going to come and then what the music and what the culture was about was going to be kind of turned into something you could put on a McDonald's commercial. And that's what happened. We're at, we're at, we're at the height of that point. So, so how about mumble rap? I don't, I can't even, it's so, it's so. I don't, I don't understand it. I, like that's the only part of music I don't to know me. Like, I don't feel like it's, I'm too, that I'm too old to understand it. I just don't understand it. Like, I don't try to understand it, and maybe that's messed up of me, but it's kind of like, I feel like there's a generation of people older than me who looked at the music I was listening to and was like, oh, that's trash, you know, that's trash music, so... I, you know, that's not my stuff. That's not my generation. I, I feel and, like the music you, know. you were listening to that they were talking about at least still has some kind of message. They don't, yeah, like, they maybe, don't like, I don't really see them. I try and look at it. Okay, so, like, like you got a different perspective, like, all perspectives, but, like, all my perspectives that I tried just didn't work for me. So, <laughs> so, like, this is, this is the, the, the whole deal that gets, that gets me, like, Okay, when you say hip-hop and rap and whatever, it's like you can't just say rock, and rock doesn't just classify rock. There's tons of rock. There's classic rock. There's glam rock. There's hair rock. There's new rock. There's there's just Then there's metal. Then there's black metal. There's just tons. It's all, so it's all metal. Right, it's all. all, kind of stuff. It's all. So hip-hop has a lot of that. Like there's Sub-genres. so many different genres of okay. it. And like right now, when you say rap or hip-hop, that mumble rap category is the tip of the iceberg. So people were turned off by it. But there's so much better hip-hop out, you just don't hear it. You need to look for it. You need to find it. You need to, you know, it's not, it's not mainstream. It's not. That's, and it, that's, where that, that's where that hip-hop is. It's, it's, it's underground. It's, it's not on the radio because that pop, pop culture, they just follow whatever the trend is. So yeah. they don't really care. Like if there is no message or whatever, they're just that's that's what it is, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like there was a comparison to DOS effects to 
you know, the Amigos or whatever it is. And it's like, in some points, it was very true that DOS effects just bumps the giddy bumps that like it didn't make sense. It wasn't anything, you know, and they were just saying the stuff that was on TV in commercials. They were saying that stuff like they were saying jingles and stuff. And so that was as commercial as you can possibly get. You know what I mean? So it's the same thing. It's just. Why was it? Why was it acceptable then and then? Because I don't. To me, I feel like you. When when we were listening to hip hop and when we were growing up and everything, you needed to be different. You couldn't sound like anything. You could come on sounding like Snoop Dogg. It wasn't gonna happen. You know what I mean? Look at like um, look at Shine when he first came through. Like yeah. he was nobody was feeling him because he sounded like Biggie. Like but like, like Biggie. you yeah. listen to Shine. Shine's fucking badass. Like I, I, I used to listen to him. Like oh, he's not. He's not big, you right. know. That's you know all, what that's I mean. He had his own thing. He just his voice was that was how he projected, and yeah. that was what it was. But like now we went on a tangent. No, no it's no, all right. That's, that's what always happens. That's you know. That don't matter. That's what I, that's my theory, man. Podcasts are about. That's why Chris Ryan's podcast tangent, tangentially speaking, it, that is uh, probably one of the greatest podcast names ever because that it's always a tangent. But I mean. You know, we we're still on course though. We're still talking about you know. Um, so I just think that DOS effects just they sounded very different, and that's what everybody liked. You know what I mean? Yeah. And now it's more or less somebody made money off of sounding like this. We're gonna do that to make that money. Yeah. Some people flop. Some people. You just if you don't have it, you don't have it. Like. It is what it is. But like I said, that's that tip of the iceberg. There's not much creativity flying around there. Maybe there is, like, but I don't see it. You go underground and you listen to that stuff, yeah. like that's you that's, hear amazing stuff. People be coming up to me like <laughs> I remember like when I was younger, like people come up to me at like parties and be like some drunk dude and he'd be like, Man, what happened to all the good hip hop? And I, and uh what I would tell him was just like, Look, People still make the music that you're talking about. But if you think that that is going to be on the radio, like, this is not that time. Like, I always think about, like, what it was like, you know, uh, when, like, Fight the Power or something was, like, on the radio. And it, like, that's, like, night. That's, that's the 90s, you yeah, know? Yeah, it's mid-90s. You yeah. know, that's, like, the 90s. But that was on the radio. Can you imagine a song... That had the same content and like, you know, the same point of fight the power. Like, you can't even imagine a song like that being in like the top like songs. That would never happen. That's what I mean. That's a weird phenomenon to me because I was like, all right, yeah, you could even say Public Enemy on in some ways. Um, while they, I don't feel like they were ever commercialized, but at some point in time, they were a commercial power. You know, they, you know, that group had, I just uh, think, you know, I think that was Flavor Flay's kind of part of it. Like, think about it. If they wouldn't have had him, you know what I mean? Yeah, that would have been different. It would have been, there wouldn't have been that almost comic relief or that almost like, it just would have been almost like too hard, right? Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? So like, with him not minding being in the spotlight and you know doing all that i feel like that was their their foot in that kind of like yeah. spotlight you know and, what i mean and that was still i mean i don't know when rap started what was this up 
How when was like the first seventy? I think eight or nine is they when they give. I forget when the yeah. I well, think and seven, plus, I think seventy nine. There's and you know there's different like kind of accounts of you know what hip hop like is you know and I've heard people say you know I always listen to like this this narrative that hip hop began as a party um, for. Uh, DJ Cool Herc's um, sister, she was getting like she, you know, he he had come from Jamaica, and uh, I forget what year this is, which is like heresy, because I was like, <laughs> you know, but uh, no, like you know, he came from Jamaica, he had a big sound system, he threw a party, and those parties supposedly was what gave rise to the culture that became known to be hip hop. You know, hip hop is, is is all it's different. People try to define it in different ways. I was just watching uh, on Netflix uh, the documentary about Quincy Jones. Did you see that? No, I didn't see that. Oh man, didn't, that one was that. that was pretty interesting. But he was saying like how when hip hop came around, you know, this is you know Quincy Jones was in music for you know so like he still is involved. What rec- in it? What record label was he? Quincy Jones was more like uh, not necessarily a record label, but he as a producer, he, okay. you know, he produced uh, Michael Jackson's Thriller. Like he produced all these different. He produced he produced songs for um, uh, Frank Sinatra and Ray Charles is like his best friend. Like you know, like that's how long of a span he was in music. <clears throat> To the point, you know, from Ray Charles to now still living and being active in the entertainment world. Hmm. But that's something you can't, you can't, that's why when people say Tupac is alive, I don't believe it because you can't stop making music. Like, if that's in your blood, you cannot stop making music. I heard Tupac's coming out that that, uh, supposedly they settled some stuff with his estate and I guess there's two albums coming out soon. I'm excited. That's funny. Me and my buddy always used to we always talk about Tupac still being alive. I just was (laughs) was always a conversation. I was just talking about this on like um, Thursday or something Uh, at work. Me and Seth. You know. Yeah. yeah, Me and Seth always talking about we well we used to always talk about it. It was just funny. It's what it's 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 just like that. That's the Elvis cycle. When somebody dies and the world can't believe actually in reality that that person's dead. Like they can't wrap their head around. It didn't help like the album that came out after he passed away was what called Machiavelli, right? So what was what was theory? Yeah, so doesn't doesn't that mean life after death or something? Yeah. But I don't even know. Like I mean, like they're just playing into it. But I mean, you know, that could just be like some great marketing scheme. That could be. They're like, oh, we're gonna name this. Did you watch? Did you watch the Tupac movie? And like at the end, they. I didn't watch the movie because I heard it was too like. uh, They said it was just too off. No, it was well. It was good. It was a good movie. But at the end, they said about how many albums and songs he had when he passed away, and it was like seventeen albums, like two hundred and twenty some songs. Like, seems like he just he he. They said he didn't do anything but spend time in the in the recording booth that's like all he did was just record 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 they got so much of him 
recorded. You know what I mean? Like they, like, okay, you need ten tracks, and he's like, well, here's twenty five. You know, so okay, and then the next the next album they need fifteen. Well, here's thirty. So now you already have like two track two albums that you didn't really put yeah. out. You just have sitting on a shelf. Yeah, so it's kind of so like they just settled his estate. You're saying they didn't really. They made there was a how long has he been a, supposedly dead? There was a he died. <laughs> that was ninety six. Is that when it was? I believe it was ninety six. Because I mean, think but, about it. Why if there's a conspiracy about him, why Biggie died? At, how long soon after that, right? I, my, my Why is there not conspiracy my about him? My theory is that people felt like Biggie was like too large of a human. Like they're like <laughs> he, they didn't miss. Like, you know what I mean? like that's always really, big target. You never heard anybody ever say, "No, oh, you know Biggie's like in the Caribbean somewhere." Yeah. Like you've never heard of that. But I see. I just saw a new Tupac is Alive video pop up mm-hmm. on YouTube. And I was just like, when did this, was this uploaded? It was like two weeks ago. I was like, what? Like, <laughs> really? It's like, well, what is this new evidence? Well, like, yeah, what, like, what is the basis? Listen, if Tupac pops up. Jeffers, there's oh, videos. Though, if you look, I've, I've, I've gone down the rabbit hole and I've seen videos of people posting like videos that, Some dude who, who looks that like where him. they think yeah. they spotted him. Yeah, he got out of limo yeah. in the morning, I remember. And I was like, oh man. Like, like this is all, this is him. This look is at thing. him. Look at the drawing of what people, like they show a drawing of what somebody did of what he would look like now. And they're like, look at the drawing and look at him. <laughs> this is him. This is, is the like uh, the uh, search of Bigfoot. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they, you yeah. know what I mean? This that's that's kind of what it is, I feel. I feel, I feel like, like uh, they could, uh, so Annie. If, yeah. 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 <laughs> Search for Tupac. They'll be down there and like <laughs> bonus area. You never know where they go <laughs> trying to find them. They're like, have you seen this man? I was like, down at the corner the store and some guy did, uh, finding Hitler or whatever. Yeah, that that's exactly what was it in my head. It should be like finding Tupac. Finding Tupac. <laughs> they find him in, in the middle of the Amazon. Series. I saw him at Walmart buying bandanas. Yeah. I know it was him. Yeah. It was, I know it was him. He got, they were red. Yeah, he got, I seen him. I, I seen him. him. I seen him. He had that thug life tattoo <sighs> on. But no, that's the. I mean, he's one of those. Like he's a mythical type of a character. Like he's, he's one of the most. Uh, I guess there, for people on that level of fame. I remember he had a. I had his book of poetry when it came out, and he had a poem called "What of Fame," and he was talking about. Like, and this is before he was famous, but he was, like, talking about, like, whoa, like, if I become famous, like, what's going to happen? He was pretty much was just saying, like, he'll never, like, at the end of it, he's like, I'll, you'll, I'll never know real privacy, like, again. Right. Like, I'll, like, I'll, and that's just what happens to people. You know, people used to ask me with my music, they're like, well, you want to, like, get famous and be on the radio? I'm like, no. I don't really want to be famous because that people go crazy. Who, what, what person really do you ever see who makes it through fame gracefully? Not current. I think like you could before, right? Like, like you see stars. No, but like stars from like the fifties or sixties or the seventies, you know, back then you could probably do it because it wasn't, I guess the mentality of people nowadays with social media and stuff and all the, the, the things that go with fame. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree to us to, to a point as far as like now, I don't, I don't believe that, that there's, there's bad or whatever. I, th- I feel like there's a, a good amount of good people out there, but it's like 
with the social media and all that shit, that's like they sh- they only show like a certain few, and you can count on your hand. It's gonna be twenty of these people that are always showing up. Well, that's again just the tip of the iceberg. You know what yeah. I mean? There's, I feel like they're there. They are there. It's just you don't you don't you don't uh, see it as much. I guess you don't. It's yeah. not broadcasted. It's you know not what I mean? So like, like yeah. what about like Kanye? Like. Kanye is the perfect idea. He's the perfect. He's the center, or or he's the he's the poster child for. Fame can make you, you know, if you look at his career, you know, at some point in time, Kanye was looked at as some sort of savior, like he was like this, he was sort of like some sort of hip hop type of savior, like he was trying to keep a soul to hip hop, and then. You know, so he, he he was propped up, but you know, in that in that game, you know, they only build you up to 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 bring you down, and now you know, he's lived long enough to see himself become the villain, like they said in that Batman movie, and now he's villainized and people talk badly about him. But those same they make people, him look like he's crazy. Yeah, but those same people, like ten years ago or whatever, like they were like, oh. Kanye is the man. Like he's a he, genius. He's, he's a, a he's, genius. He's right. You know, to, in my head, I don't care what he said. I don't care about your political views. He's a genius just because I've seen what he did. I like, think I don't need to like. I don't care about your politics. That's stupid. But I think it's actually genius, though. What he's doing right now, because there's no such thing as bad publicity. And what he's trying to do is, is I think, is marketing more than anything. You think so? You think- I, I think so. I think so. I don't know, man. Uh, he's he's listen. He's married to a person that's pretty much become famous off of becoming famous. That's true. <laughs> you know. You know. So they kind of wrote that book on how to do that stuff. You know? So you just think Kanye's just like chilling, and the whole world just thinks he's like in self destruction. I think. Like, I think. Just, I, that's I, a, that's, pl- that's very plausible. I think I he's think a smart dude, happy. and I think. I believe he's intelligent. I don't. I, I, I just. I would hope that he would not lend himself to that I, kind of like. So here's my deal. Well, you get to a point where sometimes greed becomes, you know. Yeah. I, I don't know. That, I don't know that you're marrying into that. I mean, marrying into that family. That family is rough, man. That that, that is rough. I, I just don't know about that. So I feel like like you only see that part of of him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. Like, what if he's just, like, a, a musical genius and that's it? Like, he makes really bad decisions and he, like, can't save money or, like, you know, he doesn't wash his feet or ever clip his toenails or, like, he's just, like, very uh, possible. you know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. I go down to get my tires changed. You know what I mean? I just expect these guys to know what the fuck they're doing right. and fix my car. Sometimes they don't. You know what I mean? And it's, like... We only see what they put out there. Right. That's so the you're, point. like, this guy's yeah. got to be smart. He's got to be, you know, he's got to, you know have manners he's but he doesn't he doesn't have to be any he doesn't have to be anything he's he's famous because of his music you know what i mean i so remember when they moved into that mansion or whatever and he had put up a gofundme because he said he was broke you remember that <laughs> he I said he was broke and that. people donated i believe that i'm like well he i know he he, he had had um prob, uh, you know getting funded for like uh i think like clothing companies and stuff yeah. like that like but yeah, I mean, like those shoes. I don't know. Like, 
I don't get my daughter wanted those shoes. What are they called? The, uh, the Yeezys? Yeezys or whatever. You want she wanted some Yeezys? Yeah, she wanted some. I'm like, I don't know, like how much are they? And they were some absurd amount of money. I'm like, nope. Yeah, man. <laughs> and then she, what are the shoe? What are the sandal type things? There's some kind of sandal type things that are like five hundred dollars or something stupid. What? I'm like. She's like, I want, I'm going to buy, she got a job. So she's like, now she's going to buy them. I'm like, if you buy those shoes, don't ever ask for a dollar for, for help for wear a car. Cause yeah. I ain't get buy You get four to $500 pair of sandals. No, I don't yeah, think so. That's for a season. For a season, not even. You better wear them every day. Yeah, don't forget about that. You better wear them. They better bring you breakfast. They better. You listen. (laughs) You better just keep them your whole life. And then our puppy will chew them up, and that'll be that'll be in the five hundred (laughs) bucks. So, so Dick, what 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 got you started in music? What what made you wanna? Oh man, first make music. I think uh, just. Uh, young and on up i was always creative and always we had an organ down in the uh, basement and i'd always tinker with that had like a couple beats on it and then whatnot and i don't know just that was always something like i said i didn't play sports tried out for them but i never made it so you know i just felt like expressing myself was something i had to do and then um you know i listened to like what my mom and my dad were listening to growing up Led Zeppelin and Black Sabbath and such and I really like I don't know guitars really interest me and then you know Beastie Boys Run DMC stuff like that that just I was like what you what and yeah it was kind of it was a wrap from there I was just I needed to write down lyrics I needed to understand flow patterns and stuff like that when did you write your first like rhyme oh boy yeah probably back in uh, probably like 90-something, mid-90s maybe, maybe even before that. I used to have to, I used to write a lot in church because I was not interested, so <laughs> I said, we just, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm writing about Jesus. I wasn't. <laughs> I just wrote something that was so sacrilegious the other, and like for this song the other day where like there's this part where it's like an apocalyptic type of song <laughs> and like in the last verse like i had this like i was talking about like if if i wake up tomorrow and like it's the end of the world and it's like evident and stuff like that and i was saying like i'll find god's ass and have a talk with him like and like i just have this i i like go on a walk with god and i have like this like th- we're just like cussing at each other like we're just like going at it with each other I have this line where he's like, listen, what I say, he said, listen the fuck up, you little shit. I made the milk that flowed out of your mama's tit. (laughs) (laughs) Like, he was like, you know, like, he was going off and, like, we're yelling at each other. But, like, at the end of the verse, like, I was like, yo, you're going to flow, like, you're going to throw me into flames? Like, you know, and he's like, nah, like, we're cool. Like, you know, yeah, man, it's, it's funny how that, that, that religious part. I think that that sets off, like, when you feel, like, aver- like a- an aversion to that, I think that that fuels people's creativity. In a, like, it, it, I think it gets you deeper into yourself, if you know what I mean. Like, you, you have to ask the question when you're in a church or something, like, do I believe what these people are, what all these people are saying? And then when you get to that point where you have enough resolve to say, 
No, I don't believe what all these people are trying to tell me. I feel like you get deeper into yourself and your expression kind of gets stronger. I don't know. Not to say that you can't be a Christian or anything and be like, not to say that you can't be creative and be a Christian. That's absolutely false. But I think coming, asking those essential questions of, you know, what makes you up like that makes you, I think, more creative at the end of the day. I feel like um, being creative is something like maybe everybody has it, but it's not unlocked or it's not like. It's just not it's not there because you don't use it like people say that they can't do it i can't be creative right it's like i don't believe that like <laughs> yeah it's just so i feel like like i grew up in, i grew up going to church and stuff like that so like that was my upbringing but for me being a creative person like nothing was ever just like what it was you know okay that's like that's a coat hanger nope to me i'm putting it around a zip line and you know i'm zip lining out of my cardboard castle right here you know it was nothing was ever what it was so after a while of you know going to church and stuff like that my creative style was just you know is like I look at things from different angles. So it's like, is this the way that this really is? Like, is this the, you know, is it everybody saying it's this way, but is that really the way it is? Like, is this the only way that it can be interpreted? Right. And yeah. you, with you being creative, you're always thinking of other things. You're always thinking of different, you know, ideas and concepts. And well, why can't this be that way? You know, you're telling me it's yeah. this way, but why can't it be, you know? And I feel like, I feel like that just being able to understand other people's sides or see the uh, see the you know the uh, the other side of the story yeah. or whatever. I feel like that is a super creative thing because Absolutely. it's not you're not living that you're not experiencing that. So you actually have to put yourself in somebody else's shoes. Some you, you, some people just can't do that. They can't. It's not. Well, I think maybe sometimes like school education and you know like church suppresses that stuff. You know suppresses those thoughts. Right, so sometimes we have trouble realizing them until you get to a certain point, and then it kind of unlocks. Right, I think I, I have. I'm of the belief that everybody has their talent of something, whether it's creative. I don't know. Maybe it's just it, everybody has a creative talent of doing something in their own way. You know, it's just a matter of people recognizing it. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be music or drawing or whatever. Maybe somebody like, uh, you know, works in a manufacturing plant, but the way they they run a machine, it's different than the way everybody else does it. It's a creative way of doing it. Like that's their their way of doing something, you know. So I always say about when your job gets stressful, like at work, like whether you work at McDonald's drive through or you work in a production plant or whatever, like you get stressed out and then you break but you look at bigger pictures and other jobs and stuff there's bomb technicians that work every day in the same their lowest stress level is the same stress level that you've already broke you know 10 steps prior to this like yeah. that's that is a that's a talent to keep your cool and work under that, that pressure, like a surgeon, you know, using, you know, that, that steady hand, that just calm and whatever. And, you know, there's people at McDonald's who are just flipping out because the line's long and people are blowing their horn at them. It's like, 
Bro, that stress ain't nothing. Like, that's yeah, nothing. About like a, a surgeon that does it in a creative way. They're doing it different than the way they were taught, or some, or they were learned, or something. Right. It's a, it's a creative way of doing it, you know, as opposed to the book way or whatever. You know, I just think uh, everybody has that in them. It's a matter of recognizing it, I guess. Yeah, and I feel like some people just take other things. I guess things for granted type deal like yeah. oh i'm stressed out so you know yeah but there's other people out there and that that is their talent it may not look like something big or you know they're not you know a wonder on the court or <laughs> killer in the booth you know it's yeah. just they work under pressure really well yeah like, that's you want a, that that's guy on your team. yeah you want that guy to, on your side yeah that's that's a talent in itself you know i i've it's it's interesting to see you know how different people deal with stress like yeah for stress sure. is um it's like today doing our flag football game <clears throat> i i pull like my groin and uh so i just started kind of playing running back then and most like a couple of, like i wouldn't even run routes what i would do is i was just being Mike's cheerleader and just being in his ear and telling him positive things and stuff like that, just getting him up the field and you yeah. know when he so so you know he might miss a pass like he missed a couple passes today but he had a really good game like he destroyed those dudes like yeah he shredded them but he had a really good game but he's hard on himself when he doesn't when he throws an incomplete pass or something and I'm saying like you know sometimes. Like, the same situation doesn't look the same way to two different people. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, so he's looking at it like, man, I'm missing that. I missed that pass and all that stuff. I'm like, yo, you're killing these dudes. Just keep doing it, you know? At the end of the day, it's so strange to see how your perception of the world kind of has everything to do with the kind of world that you want to create for yourself. And stress has a lot to do with you know, your management of it has a lot to do with your quality of life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, stress can, they say stress can shorten your life. Oh, absolutely. You know, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know nobody who's not stressed in some way. And this time, the way the world is today, you, there's so many different ways that in angles that you can be stressed from. People are always, there's something they're stressed about. Yeah. It's just about how they handled it. Yeah, it's always there. Yeah, know? for sure. For sure. But it's a choice. It's a choice to tap yeah. into the stress. Like, you can you can get out of that, but that takes, I think, a lot of mental work. And that's, you know, me, I, I've thankfully gotten to a point where, you know, when something stresses me out, I can... I can remove, kind of remove myself from the situation... And think objectively about it and try to figure out how to, you know, get past it pretty quickly, you know. But some people, you know, and I remember there were times in my life where you hold on to something for like three days straight or something. Like, it just, you can't shake it. And everybody's just trying to shake a couple of things that are just like weighing them down. But I think that comes with age and experience though, too. You know, like things that that maybe stressed me when I was like 23. Now I'm just like, whatever, you know, like I've done it and lived through it so many times now that I just learned that it's not a thing to worry about. You know, sometimes I have dreams and it like takes like I'll be in high school again 
And it'll be like towards like the end of like my senior year, and I'll be like, no, like in the dream setting, like I'll have like this test or something. I'm like, I'm not gonna pass. Like, <laughs> I'm not like I'm not even gonna pass. Like, and I'll be like freaking out in the dream because I'm not gonna pass. But it's funny to think back, and and th- you know, this is before the time of like I was paying bills and stuff like that. And I'm, I was worried about, like, a test or you know. Not, no problems I had in high school matter as an adult. <laughs> like, there's, like, not, like, there's nothing I can think back on, like, man, like, that was a crazy situation. Like, there's nothing, like, but trying to figure out how you're going to pay It's super weird bill. because when you're, when you're, like, a teenager, when you're, like, like 16, 17, like, to a 16 or 17, that's, like, the hardest part of your life like yeah it's the hardest thing you stress over everything and just nothing you're like everything's so fucking new everything's just like shit's changing you're feeling weird you got weird things running through your head shit's weird but it's like when you get to be 30 and shit and you look back and you're like that's like the easiest time of my life you know what i mean yeah, like, like that, that was like was you kid. had every you just i had a kid when i was 17 so we have to we have to talk about like 13 14 yeah but 13 14 you were like definitely living it up carefree oh, you know what for i mean sure, man. You, didn't, like, you didn't care you know like did the, you freak out when you found out you were gonna be a dad at 17 no nah, see like i take stuff like that as challenges you just took it as a challenge. Yeah, I take stuff like that as challenge. I'll be like, I was just like, see, kids, that's what you get if you don't do drugs and stuff. Yeah. You can just be like, oh, <laughs> I got this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, kids, oh no, I don't know what well, I'm gonna. The, th- th- the thing that I think was different for me, get the plan. B. Not even that being a dad at 17 isn't different for a lot, but like the fact that I had uh, full custody of my daughter and I took care of her by myself. Like that was like I was already past being the dad part. That was that was gone, because the realization had to be that now I had to be like taking care of her. You know what I mean? So like I didn't really have time to like get, like even worry about that. It was stuff. a complete surprise to you. It came out of nowhere. Well, no, I mean you knew it was you a know, possibility. You know, you know how that is. yeah, you know it's yeah. not like you don't know. <laughs> yeah, you know. I- I mean, <laughs> I could have been a father. You got, if you're in the room, you in know. In reality, I could have been a father. Pro- Right. Definitely probably when I was like 16, 17. That's what I'm 15. saying. 15. Like I could have been, there's, but I don't know. Where, you, know. you know, there's a lot of people that could have been fathers and you mothers know. at that age that I just, think, you know, just didn't. So. You know, I just, I, 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 <laughs> oh, man. I remember back then. This is how stupid the mind of like a teenager is. I remember, <laughs> I remember hearing somewhere they said that Mountain Dew killed sperm oh yeah lowered <laughs> your so that, i man. would just be like chugging mountain dew I, like, I, I can't have no kid i drink way too much mountain dew to have a kid what do you mean? like but no it's it's that's pretty wild like i don't know man if i would have been a kid when i or had a kid when i was 17 like oh, man. but i'd be a completely different person I just like ch- it, this formed your life oh, like absolutely. and that's you know that's that's pretty that's I interesting think, uh you know it was in a weird way, it was probably a necessity at a certain point for me because I was probably going down the wrong direction, and that's probably put what put me back in line. So I don't think I'd be here today if it wasn't for that. Yeah. I in, mean, a, in a strange, 
backwards, probably right way. It's not backwards, does it's, it's perfectly right. I was already fighting the system by then because, like, I was the dude. I, I remember I went into the into Lancaster. I was trying to get, I was trying to get uh, funding for uh, for my daughter to go to uh, preschool or whatever, you know, not whatever daycare or whatever. Yeah. They're like, we've never had a guy come in here and apply for this. Like I was the first dude that came in there That's and applied, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, and I got the funding. They were like so ecstatic. They couldn't believe this happened. Well, that's because guys don't really yeah. get custody. Oh, that was the other, but there was a bad part of that too. Then trying to fight the system to get, to get the custody. I had to go, I ended up fighting the day before I was supposed to go to court. She met me at McDonald's and signed the paperwork. After I spent thousands and thousands of dollars at the lawyer. Oh, no. She was a real winner. That's but, uh, you know, anyways. But I would, you know, you can't, that stuff, like you said, it changes your life. It, it molds you in a certain way, and I wouldn't change it for the world, so. Yeah, man. That's, that's a make or break responsibility pile up right there. That's oh, what yeah. it is. Because you, you get handed responsibilities that 17-year-old doesn't need to have you know what i mean and then that's to make it break you do you handle your business or you fight or flight you you know what i mean another life form is in the balance here you know and already at one point already to start off her mother wasn't there so i was like it's me or nobody you know (laughs) so it's like i gotta do something i can't you know she didn't choose to come into this world right right right, you know kids don't make choices to be born we we make that make those choices for them so and then by the time I was like, I think my wife, I, we had our second kid. My my one daughter's twenty twenty one now, so I was twenty one. Yeah, when that happened. So, I yeah. mean, you know, it's, it, that's a weird experience. Like it's that's crazy. It's like, it's like, uh, I don't know. It's 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 definitely one of those things that. It'll, it it can either bring the best out of you or it can yes, bring the worst out sure, of a person. For sure, for sure. Like, you can, like, seriously, like, because I've seen so many dudes, you know, they have a kid and then they just, you know, they're just going to be like, look, I'm not even dealing with that. Like, I'm going <laughs> to uh, lose my number and just, like, you know, <laughs> just be out and just, like, go to, like, the West Coast or something. <laughs> like, you know, don't you're not going to find me. But... <clears throat> You know, I've never, I think that, that a lot of that has to do with the type of, like, I don't know, some of, like, your values, you know, like, my kids are, like, they're, they're the most valuable part of my life. So, it's, like, your priorities. Yeah, you know. They're number they're, one. They're valuable, though. Like, I could never imagine, I have problems going to work and not seeing my kids. You know what I mean? Like, I could never imagine just being like, you know what? Maybe I'll see you when you're 12. I'll send, <laughs> yeah, you, I I'll send you a check for 50 bucks <laughs> when you turn 14 or something. Be like, oh. He's 50 you know, for that for that car when you turn 60. You know, 16. I mean, I, I think having a dad is an important, you know, it's an important part, you know. Definitely for like, well, I don't want to say definitely for a, a little boy because it's important for both. Like, you know, I got a son and a daughter, so. Having both parents is important, that, whether they're together or not. That just is having true. them in their life is important. You know, that is true. So, yeah, pretty much what we're saying, Dick, is look, man, <laughs> just, just don't, don't get in this game. This, this game comes with, like, <laughs> like some of the most 
terrifying thoughts or like just like the I I can only imagine what it's like having older kids. But it's like I'm always like wor- like worried about like you know I'm just like, oh, like I got, got they're one. going to daycare like oh man like they don't watch them on those slides like you know oh, dude, like, it's torture. You know, I can ima- I can only imagine what it's like oh your daughter moved did you say your daughter moved to California one one's in Southern Maryland and one's in California yeah Trust like me. yeah. I, if, I pay I pay more attention mo- to earthquake news than I ever have before in my, my entire life. There, <laughs> if she moves a clear across the country, I lose my mind. Like I just. <laughs> but the good thing about it, but though, that's is awesome that she did it. Though. You have that's confidence, cool. like I, I see, like both of them. I have confidence in them, like taking care of themselves and like being responsible people. And that's you true. know what I mean. Like it, you feel confident in where they're going and wh- and that they can take care of themselves. Yeah. You know, if they, if I felt like I, they were like, I had to worry about them from the aspect that I know I have to like, I'd have to fly out there or something all the time. Then it'd be like, a little, it would suck a lot more, but I know they're both good at taking care of themselves. So look at what right. we got to off of a question that was about yeah, exactly. Dick, how he got started in music. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about kids. Dick don't even got kids. <laughs> no kids. But, no kids? None no. of my own. No. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, you know, it's... I had a kid for three years. That was, that's a, that's that a particular, you know. But, yeah, I mean, but still, like, nurturing that life, man, like, it's 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 an experience. But, um, yeah, like, when, uh, so, so when did you, when was your, when did you record, like, your first project? Like, like, the first, the... The first time you're like, okay, this is gonna be something I'm gonna put like on a CD, and I'm gonna actually let people hear it. <laughs> so, the way that went was, so back in high school, I used to rap with this clown, and um, is this the dude? I think <laughs> yeah, that's the, the, that's the dude. That's the dude. So um, yeah. Well, we can get into that then. But anyway, so um, yeah, yeah, I rap with this this um. Uh, uh, one of my best friends from high school, and that was probably uh like ninety nine, two thousand. Did you go to Africa? We got no. Nah, nah. I went to uh, Governor Mifflin. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, yeah shot town. So yeah, Shillington and Kenhurst and Moton, try the try try borough. Yep. So um, I used to live in Moton. Moton. Yeah, Moton. Yep. Yeah. One nine five four zero. That's how I always. <laughs> Absolutely. That always, that always sounded like somebody was trying to say mountain. <laughs> it was a, it was a, go over that moat. <laughs> yeah, I had people saying on the phone moat 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 mouton mouton. Yeah. Now I lived on Goglersville Road, so that was just they're like spell it. I'm like, man, don't make me spell Which, it. Yeah, like, yeah, just that Goglersville. Yeah, Is that the one that. that came out where like Big Boy used to be, where the turnpike comes? Where the turn like you go up to where the turnpike is. Well, it's um like if you come out of Adamstown, yeah, and you go up, uh, you go straight underneath the bridge, mm-hmm. okay, and then there's that Turkey Hill, and you make a left, yeah, the first left right in. there, yeah, oh, so that's okay, right nah, there. Yeah, I got yeah. it confused with different. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Yep. That's yeah. how I used to go to school when I was going to Alvernia. Like, oh yep, yeah, you would go down six twenty five all yeah, the way out. Take yeah, I have t- two couple of my buddies that live out like right by the uh, Maple Grove racetrack. Oh okay, right yeah, there. yep, so. yep, yeah. Maple Grove is a nice area. So so uh, so you were rapping with him, 
Oh and yeah, um, and we got a bunch of equipment and stuff, and I think that's like the that's the that that was it right there. Like our, we stepped our game up and we became big boys. I think prior to that, it was like Casio keyboards and maybe some drums or some <laughs> shit like that, like pots and pans and stuff, and then you know lunch tables and whatnot. So then we like stepped our game up. We got some equipment. Um, Word up, cash converters. Uh, oh, so I, you, I, I <laughs> bought some tools there, cash converters. Yes, sir. So, um, yeah, then we um, we ended up recording two songs. Uh, it was weird because we were a group, but we never recorded a group song. We recorded two solo tracks. One was mine, one was his. So it was really weird. Um, it's like the love below. The, yeah, like the so it was, it was really weird. But... Um, our plan was just to kind of like, I think like we when we were talking about like, do you want to get famous and everything? No, you don't. You, you know, a real artist, a true artist, like it's not like you want to get famous. You just you just want people to hear your music. That's it. That's like that's like your main thing. You, or you just or if you're not you know not necessarily a music artist, but like you know taking pictures. I just want people to see my pictures. I just want people to enjoy what I'm doing in my leisure. I guess you know what I mean. Is is what it is. So. Um, I think I rap more for props than anything. Like, right, 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 right. And sometimes I'd be like, "Oh man, it's nice." And sometimes you just gotta write. Like sometimes you just it just it just hits you, and you're like, "Oh, I gotta get this out of my head right now." Yeah. So. Well, I think I get in trouble a lot like that. It's <laughs> like a form of therapy, almost, you know, or a th- form of it like it just. It's just like the podcast. This is yeah. therapeutic. To yeah, me. absolutely. Oh, I look forward to this yeah. every week. Cause. It's always therapeutic. To, it's I, I think any kind of expression. Because we gotta live these li- these compressed type lives, you know what I mean. And then any kind of expression is like therapeutic. It's like, oh, I can actually like be like the real version of me now. <laughs> well, kind of going back and touching about the like the the stress and and whatnot and dealing with it and stuff. And it's funny because like long like what I texted you is about like people that don't have necessarily like have hobbies or like. Wait, like okay if i come home like some people come home have a stressful day and they'll beat they'll like hit the gym they're like that's their that, that's their thing some people like i knew this chick she didn't have hobbies she just went to the bar and drank every day after work like that's where she hang and she would just hang out what there what did she do with her other time and it was, that was it that just was all she, she would just like stuff? hang out there for like the social oh, area there. and just that that was her thing yeah, and i asked her i said you don't have no hobbies or and she's like yeah going to the bar well that's like <laughs> To me, that's like not really a hobby. That's nah, just like you're yeah, going sad. there. You yeah, know what I mean? That's sad to me. Like when I'm stressed and shit like that. Like if I go back and like grab my beat pad and sit there and just like fuck around with a sample. Oh, like man. I, I forget everything. Like I, I don't worry about shit. I'm just worried about the sample and like making music. Like that's or like if I can go back and start painting. Like yeah. you just you lose touch with the world. You're just in your own little world doing what makes you happy and like i don't understand how people can live life without that like that blows my mind like yeah like love basketball i think so much because like when i'm playing basketball i'm worried about how to win right yeah. and then like how did whatever time stands still it, yeah, it, it, it's, it's your world now it's, being it's, in it's that you, right state i heard somebody say being in the flow state is one of the most addictive mentalities like man experiences like to be in a place where there's a calm and everything makes sense and 
you know, you're doing something that you're comfortable doing and you're like, this is me. Like, you're not forcing it. It's yeah. just, it's, it's almost like you're in your natural state and it's what you're supposed to be doing. You know what I yeah. mean? So like when this chick's just like, I go to the bar. It's just like, I don't understand that. Like I, I like, worked at a I, bar when I was like 16, seven, eh, 17 or 18 worked at the Doughboy. Oh over, yeah. Over in Leola. Yeah. I used to deliver pizza there and like, you know, I'd cook there and stuff. And there's, I mean, you, it was a bar too, but you see these people come in. Like there was a postman, a mailman. He'd come in, he'd finish his route and he came into the bar and he sat there and he sat there for like hours and hours and then go home. Every, that was that what he did yeah. every day. I'm like, see, I don't, I, I don't get that. Like, I don't I, think I, you I, can I, do that though, unless you, you're trying to like drown some sort of trauma or something that, like that. Like yeah. you can't, you're not just sitting there like as like. Uh, oh, my life is great. Right, it's I it's a bigger to, issue than there has to be this other. I, thing. I would hope so. I hope that's not like. But that's the reason why, like what you say, makes even more sense. Is like without a hobby, like yeah, or some not a, a sense of purpose. I guess yeah. Like, where's your sense of purpose? Like, yeah. Do you feel like you're supposed to be here? Right, right. You know? And and you can definitely. I know I've talked to people and who don't really think that there's. Like that, their life has any purpose whatsoever, and I'm like, that's a scary situation. That's pro. That's pretty much why I want to get into motivational speech speaking because yeah. it's like I want to be able to stand in front of a group of people and tell them that hey, I know it may not seem like it, but I know that you're the shit. People just don't believe it. They don't think that they're worthy enough to kind of create the kind of life for themselves that they like. And that's uh, it's all that that's a lie, you know. Like, don't let somebody tell that lie to you. Like, that's so. Oh man, that's that's got to be a rough rough existence where you don't even have nothing that you express yourself into. Like, that's wild. A sense of purpose, I think, is important because I have a like I have a teacher that I had when I went to college here in Lancaster, Thaddeus Stevens. And my first year, my freshman year, I guess it was only a two year school, so. I guess technically my freshman year was the was the first year of uh, my my instructor's first year, so he was a little rough around the edges, you know, but he was a good dude, and but and I've it's been twenty no it's been eighteen years since I've been there and graduated, and I still talk to him today, but he's an older guy and like his life is working, like that's his sense of purpose, and I I fear for him because he's. He's like 60, 65 ish, I'm going to say. And like, he's coming to the end where physically he's not going to be able to work anymore. He's got a, a re- artificial hip, artificial elbow, Oy. and about ready to get another <clears throat> artificial hip. And it's to the point where he's going to, I mean, what he, physically he may not be able to work soon. And like, I worry about him because it's slowing down. That's his part, sense yeah, of purpose. Like- his sense of purpose is literally working. Like, and then what's he going to do after that? You know, and I, it, that's, you know, I think a lot of older people, that's kind of like they're working is like, you see p- older people that don't need money, but yet they're back there working at like part time doing something. Oh, that, we had two people know? retire from where I work and like within that year they passed away. Yeah. They, they it's lose like their they sense don't of know Pull what to damn, do. Like, yeah. Pull the damn like, Joe Paterno. Yeah. <laughs> that's, what, that's what happened to him. Well, I think he died from stri- from the investigation as much as anything else well, from from 
that kind of stuff. I don't know. Yeah, man, should have been covering up for Sandusky. Yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah that, yeah. But I, I truly, I think for like older people lose that sense of purpose. I think, I think that's real. I think that's a real thing. I remember you said, didn't you say you tried to get that dude CBD gummies? I'm tr- I'd love to CBD something. He's in, he's in a lot of like he's one of those dudes that like he'd be he'll be seventy and have like like 14 artificial parts in his body he'll still be trying to outwork the 20 year old that's just him i think and that's that's sad that you said then you say he wouldn't take it because like he feels like it's like pretty much he probably thinks like most people yeah. that they're gonna get high off of it well, they don't understand that there's really like not like a psychoactive he's element. probably the only other person i know that probably's never taken a drink or never done drugs yeah and so, that's, that's, like, that's a particular like person demonization man. of it He's grown up, you know, 65. How long has it been going on? As long as he's been alive, you know? So, like, he thinks it's an evil thing when really in reality it's something that could help him. And, and in all, you know, and talking about creativity is, like, any time that I've ever been, like, uh, you know, you can, you know, when you smoke weed, you... I think some people believe that it makes you creative, but I don't think that it works like like it, I think it draws it out of uh you know like or it puts you kind of in that place where you're like life is cool and I should create something. <laughs> I think it opens doors. Yeah. In your mind that were possibly closed or maybe partially open, you know, and you're like they're just they're just open. Gives you, you know like an I mean? alternative they're... thought. Like you're just like, uh, like I don't know. Like I know the times where you know, sometimes when I've been like down, it could take my thinking from oh like this is gonna be a bad day and it things changes are your mindset maybe. Yeah, and then it, could, it could take me to a place where it's like, all right, this part of your day might be bad. But you can start off on this little side project right here and it can transform the way that you, you know, the, the way your day turns out. Now, I'm not saying that it's necessary, but it is an agent and it's hard, I think, to um, to get that inspiration sometimes because I, I mean, I'm I, I don't know about you guys, but I tend to be surrounded by people who don't see the purpose in all this other extracurricular activity that I find myself in. You know, they don't do these things. They don't have projects and things that they're working on and things like that. And eventually, you know, it, it has to look weird to them or something like, or it either has to look weird to them or they have to admit that like maybe they should be trying something else, like something else to like fulfill themselves and, uh, you know, I like I said, that's so hard of a life, it, and it's unnecessary. You know, yeah. you should see when I try and talk to like my friends about cryptos. Some some people that are just like, like you crazy, like oh, yeah. the crazy look. Like, what are you talking about? I'm yeah. like, and and not just that, but like uh, you know other stuff. Obviously, I do a lot of strange, different things that. Well, I don't think they're strange, but other people think they're strange. And I, you know, I've done like tried a lot of businesses and stuff like that. And, you know, uh, and I think a lot of, you know, my friends, I don't know. I have friends that are, that have had friends for like 20 years 
and I guess I consider them, my, you know, they're my friends, but, you know, those acquaintances, I guess, would be the better oh, statement, yeah. you know, that just, like, shake their head and wonder what the hell I'm doing, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, I think that happens. I think that just comes with the territory, you know? Absolutely. But I think anybody who's creative, has that, like, you know what it's yeah. like to talk to somebody. It isn't along that way of thought and who might who thinks kind of more rigidly about things and they're like you know it's hard to make that person understand why you're doing something that seems somewhat crazy any artistic endeavor from somebody's perspective could be looked at like it's crazy definitely if you find yourself believing in it like if you believe in something that you're doing and somebody's like oh you're an idiot for thinking like that that it could be anything like with my music, there's so many people, uh, you know, who think I'm a complete idiot for still trying to make music, but that's because they assume that they know my ends. Like they, they're like, well, he's not gonna get famous with that. I, I'm not trying to be famous with it. I'm, uh, you know, I, I'm trying to affect as many people as I possibly can with my music. I don't, I, I don't yeah. understand people's perspective of trying to squash cre- creativity. Is it affecting any, those people in any negative way? So why would you know? What I mean, like I don't. I I'll never understand that from that perspective. Why people do that? Like I don't get it. You I know, mean, it's, it's it's hurt. It has to be. It, you you got to be a hurt individual to see somebody trying to expand on their life, and then to just be like, boo, <laughs> and to be yeah. like, I I could never even imagine being like that. It's, no, I can't either. I, I think I think we should be encouraging each other to expand, because that's kind of like what, how we end up how we are now, all trying to like be in the same little box, trying to slap each other five with the same thoughts instead of try and create new thoughts. Yeah, you know. So I think that's how we kind of get to the places we are now. Sometimes it's safe. It's yeah. It's safe, it's yeah. safe to not have outside thoughts. Yeah. It, it, it's more secure it's more steady uh, or at least has the illusion of being the so. unknown is scary yeah, yeah it, it, it's scary but you should be you should feel I, I don't know about you guys but now I'm starting to understand that if I'm not in some sort of a, I'm not going to call it fear but if I'm not in some sort of like a a place where I'm about to step into new waters and there's a certain uncertainty that comes with challenging that. situation. Yeah. You yeah. know, if, if I'm not doing that, if I don't sense that at any point, like if I don't sense that in my life, then I'm like, I need to find something that's going to like, I need to find a new horizon that I'm going towards. Yeah. I think I always need something that's challenging me for sure. Yeah, Cause I, mean, I think I, I lose so like what you're saying, I end up with nothing, and then I'm, and then I feel bored or something, or I feel unchallenged or whatever, yeah. and I'm like always looking for something, and I think that's why sometimes I start stuff, and then I'm doing a lot better. But like I used to start a lot of things and not finish them. Like one time I tr- I started building a, a chopper, like a motorcycle chopper. Yeah. I mean I got like three quarters of the way done, and then just it's like that was it. I still have the I have the the frame out in my garage <laughs> and the the table I built I built a table a custom table for it to build it on, and just one day I was like that was it that was it you know, <laughs> that 
that was it. I just like building things, though. But you can always go back to stuff. Oh, you know? I still have the frame there. It's not yeah. going anywhere. I just discovered that there's this whole, like, album that I was going to do with, like, these beats I got online. And then I never did anything with it. I never released, like, I never released the rest of it. Now I'm, I'm in a place, because other things came, and it just was like, oh, I put, I'm going to put this on the back burner. And I kind of forgot that it even existed. And I was just like, oh, well, I guess I should do that then. <laughs> so I realized the other day, I was like, I got four, there's, I'm, there's four projects pretty much that I'm trying to do, like. Uh, I got that guy, uh, my producer, Kill, you know, we're going to do something. And then um, that album I was just talking about. And then uh, me and Dick, like, I'm going to get him, you know, we're going to try to do something uh, like a collaborative type of a thing. And, 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 oh, and then there's another one with uh, my buddy Shane and... Like, you would think there'd be some sort of, like, immediacy, but it's like, I forgot, like, I forget that that I'm in the midst of these things. Like, I'm like, oh, I have to, like, go put my rapper hat back on, you know what I mean? Like, I have to go, like, I go back in the studio. It's weird, because creativity takes seasons, you know? Like, you'll, you'll find yourself more in a certain place. And then you'll work that until you're like, oh, wait, there's this other stuff that I got to kind of handle. It's kind of like a wave that goes up and down, you know. Yeah. Sometimes you're more creative at certain points than you are at others, you know. And so it's, it's trying to find that even keel, I think, sometimes. And even when you are being creative, the expression can change. Like, I've had, like, basketball seasons in my life where it was like, that's what I was doing, like. Or, or music or, you know, stand up for a little bit or, you know, there's, it's different seasons for things. It, yeah. Whatever. Variety, spice yeah. of life right there. I feel like I'm a Gemini, so like I wear a lot of hats, so like. Is I'm, that, if you're a Gemini, you wear a lot of hats? Yeah. You're like a multitasker? Yeah, yeah no, thing? you just, you, you're just, you're like talented, talented at every, like. You're a jack of all trades, but you're a king of nothing. Oh, I was just Gemini. Like, I'm thinking you're talking about physical hats. That's stupid. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> so what's Gemini? What, uh, when's Ge- your birthday? Uh, June 14th. Okay. You sound like, you sounded like a Gemini because you fit, you, you don't, nope, you don't. Actually, my birthday is three days from today. Oh, shit. I don't oh, know what that is. Yeah. Is that October Libra? 9th. You a Libra? Uh, I think so. I think so. Sounds like I it. I don't even so. know what it means, though. You should check it out because, um, my brother, he's like, he carries crystals around in his pocket and stuff. He knows all about the stars and tell you everything oh, yeah? about yourself. Yeah. But, like, I live up to Gemini for a T, like, to a T. I could talk forever. Love to hear the sound of my voice. <laughs> um, very airy as far as just I kind of go with my own flow and do my own thing. Um, communication. Gemini is a messenger of the gods. So, like, we communicate. Like, Pac was Gemini. Uh, Kanye, Gemini. Madonna, Gemini, uh, like I mean, it's just a lot of entertainers are Gemini's because huh. that's that's our that's kind of our thing. There's always two sides to a Gemini. Like I always seem like this way, but behind closed doors, I'm very different. I'm like that's nobody ever sees that person. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like for me, photography, painting, music writing making beats making videos like 
I like all that going on because when I come to a roadblock on writing, like I'll go do videos and stuff. And it's takes, you know, it's like playing football to basketball. Like it's different muscles you're moving. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, so like, yeah. you, okay, my brain can sit here as far as crafting words. I can stop doing that. Now I'm looking at color schemes, which I, you don't have when you're writing. There's no colors. It's just words. So you're trying to interlock these words to make patterns that sound good to the ear. Where now I'm using colors to make visual things work so i don't have to worry about that i feel like with me that's the way i work and that's what i really like about being able to bounce around to different things and have different types of hobbies kind of like you guys are saying with the basketball and the football thing it's 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 two different things but it's very you know it's both athletic you know so it's kind of like with me once i get like caught up or stuck somewhere i just move on and just go use my brain some way else and then come back to it, you know, and I feel like, I feel like that's a really good, that's a really good thing to have. A couple, uh, couple things going on in the back burner. Maybe like even forget lot, about them. I like doing a lot of different things. I think that's like, like I said, I built a, tried to build a chopper one time, but I played, you know, all kinds of sports stuff and, you know, and just creative things. I used to, used to draw a lot. I don't, draw as much or i don't draw at all anymore but i mean i used to really enjoy that that was kind of like pre-kid <laughs> free kid is what i drew yeah uh but i did that hood that hood was actually that hood was my senior year when i was in school so i actually had my daughter but we did it at votech so you know but i don't know i always did a lot of different things not just kind of one lane type of stuff you know, like when you're talking, you, you're talking a lot of, be, be interesting. You ever see those like studies where they're like, like take pictures of people's brains when they're doing stuff and yeah. like the different parts the, of their the brains. That are active. And, yeah. yeah and like stuff. be interesting to see like that kind of thing. When yeah. I'd always doing, like, I always wanted to see that. You know, when they're doing what part of the brain you did created. Or, yeah. I feel like it would look like firecrackers. Like yeah, it would be all yeah. over just like blasting off. Cause like I said, there's a lot of stuff that goes on up there. So. I mean, being creative from that perspective, you, you never you never lose that. You know what I mean? So that's what's so great about that. You know, you never lose the creative part of you. You know, there's some other things that, you know, there's stuff I've done in my past that, like, now I don't even think I could attempt, you know, that, like, I go through spurts where, like, I do certain things and I remember it. I'll be like, remember things vividly, like how to do it, and I can talk about it. And then, like, a year later... It's gone. Like, uh, it's like, I don't even remember. Wait, I knew I did I that. Did that. Yeah. Like I did on doing the mining thing. Like two years from now, that may be gone. Maybe a distant memory. Yeah. That may be gone. I'll be like, I don't even remember how I did it. You know, so many, there's so many, so many uh, of those uh, situations when you really like scan your past. You're yeah. Like, oh, like that's like, you forget that that's even a whole part of your life. Yeah. That's so it's strange how that works. I can only imagine what it's like for somebody in like their 80s or something. Like all of the different things that they've been. The different things they've tried and things they've failed at and things like. Think about like. It must the, be crazy. When you think about like. Think about Elon Musk. Like that interview. Like the stuff he was talking about. It's kind of like. Imagine the things he goes through his head and like. 
the different things he wants to be involved in, you know? Yeah. Like, man, that's probably, like, ma- like madness right there. Absolute madness. Uh, you got to wonder how much that guy sleeps at night, you know? Because he's probably... He almost, like, when he talked about it, it was almost like a curse to him. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah, I, it's like, man, I didn't expect for all of this to happen. Right, like, you know? But that's... I mean, that you run that risk when you do big things. Yes, for sure. Because then you're going to have to, you know... You could probably turn down the fruits of it, but, I mean, how many people are prepared for that? I've always seen that definitely with, like, show business. Like, like I wonder, you know, sometimes when I look at what happens in show business, it seems like it's kind of like a, like the sacrifice of a broken person. Like, you have this person with this talent. And at some point in time, some entity comes along and they're like, hey, um, we'll set you up. We'll set you on the road to stardom and all this stuff. And it's like there's a price, like a real price that you have to pay because, like, uh, you know, you may be estranged from your family. You you might not talk to your kids. You might, like, you might... We might just throw you in this world of just being, like, pretty much just a slave to your vices, you know? Like, it's, 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 it's an interesting... I was listening to, uh, did you ever see Everlast was on Joe I didn't, Rogan? I didn't, I didn't listen to it yet. I saved it for, uh, when I, when I go back to work. I didn't, I didn't listen to the whole thing. I listened to, like, three quarters of it. And Everlast. I always like Everlast, but... Uh, I like his music, but uh, he, it was interesting just to hear from like his perspective from like being a musician and stuff. That's I want like, to listen to it. Being on the road, like and being away from your family, like all the time he, he spent on the road, being away from them, like I can't even imagine like from that perspective, like this. That's us, like the sacrifice that takes and not being part of your kid's life during that time. And his, I think his daughter has uh, cerebral palsy or not cerebral palsy. Uh, she has some kind of disease. Some, I can't. Uh, I can't remember. Like Bell palsy. That's like something with your face. Yeah, that's like Bell's palsy. Yeah, yeah like I can't remember. You know, uh, the one side so goes bris- like so fibrosis, something. Cystic fibrosis. I, I think that might be it. I don't know, but it's something. I know that, the name. I don't even know what that is. Though. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what it is either. <laughs> but like, watch YouTube. Cystic fibrosis. Uh, I don't know, but I guess it's something that you know, like she takes takes a lot of. You know, she has a lot of needs and stuff, you know. So he's, like, talking about that and, like, feeling guilty when he's oh, on the road man, and stuff. Man. Those look pretty interesting. I mean, I thought it was pretty interesting. I, I, I intend on listening to it. He looks old. <laughs> I remember him. He looks the old. The road will do that to people. Yeah, he's talking about, like, uh, you know, when he was in, what was the, the rap? House of Pain. Yeah, House yeah. of Pain and stuff like that. It was pretty interesting. Yeah, that's really the part I wanted to hear on the interview. I want to know how he became, like, the singer that he did. Like, I never knew how, like, he made that transition. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. And he's, like, talking. He's, like, I made enough songs. I made a couple, couple, I guess a couple of his songs made enough money that he's, like, you know, I don't need to do this. But it's just, like, in my blood. It's just what I do. There's this thing in the world where, for, like, if you're, if you, if you're a rapper, that you shouldn't be... Like that you should that, that then that cancels your ability to be a singer. Right, right. It's just like look, <laughs> you are a rapper. Don't try to sing. And it's like, I think what happened to a lot of rappers like CeeLo 
They they who? eventually see like CeeLo Green. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, he you know, he I think he eventually got to the point where he's just like, you know what, I don't care what like these people think anymore. Like you're you're not gonna be able to squash my creativity just because you put me in a box that I wasn't really ever wanting to be in. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I mean Oh, another thing I wanted to ask you was so like when you were in this group what was the name of that group? The like the first group that you were in. First group was um, Attic Beats. That was the that was first us. one. Yeah, yeah. And we just um, Attic Beats. How did you have? Uh, did you have success with that, or was it just something that like kind of like didn't have success and then kind of fizzled out? It uh, it had potential, but um, uh, yeah. The other dude, he just um. He didn't really see the big picture. He didn't see the direction. He didn't see. He just he just wanted to party and just party and not really like focus on making music and stuff. Mm. Like, like in my opinion, like we I wanted us to be where you want to be to party. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like he wanted to just go to just places and party, party. But if yeah. we like focus on our craft and everything, like. We won't have to go to parties because people will be like, yo, they're the over party. here. Yeah, they're doing this over here. Let's go. It's always a good time, you know, blah, blah, blah. But it didn't happen. And, um, yeah, one day I just um, packed up all my shit from, I uh, kept it at his house. We were, uh, used to practice down in the basement and stuff. I just took all my shit and basically told him, you know, when you're done uh, being an ass clown, you let me know and uh, I'll come back and we'll pick up right where we left off. Ain't no hard feelings, but you know you're gonna do your own thing. We're just not on the same level right now, so that was that was it. And then he got butt hurt, and then he tried making a song and made this song, this song, and then that was it. I've that never was been dissed in this like. Not to I can hook you up. Like a, I can hook you up if you want. <laughs> man, man, it's, it's, should wear that as like a badge of honor, no? No, To me, actually, it means, to, in the back of my mind, it just means that I've been so disconnected that that I haven't really, like... Checking if there are just songs out yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. Maybe I mean, there are. No, yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, it's... I think that those kinds of personal things are what create, like, beef. Like, it's not like... You know, it's it's usually, you know, it's a personal thing. And then, like, I know that you kind of went, like... I went ham on that yeah, shit. Yeah, he kind of went overkill on him and just, like... Just but like it happens. So, like, how what... How many songs did you do? Like, like over 20. He did, it was like, like It was a full songs. album. It was, like, a full, like, double album. album. Double press album. Just all, about him? All about one person, album. yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I put that coffin in the ground. I buried it up, and I came back every three years just <laughs> to make sure that motherfucker's dead. But anyway, so, like, um, yeah, so, the, like, the funny thing was, so, after that, after that fallout, okay, so, we had this, like, mutual friend, and um, he was already, like, heavy in, like, doing shows and rapping, recording, and everything like that, so... We kind of were drawn towards him to kind of like, yo, can you like show us how to do this and that? And he was like real cool about it. And um, once me and this other dude had our like breakup or whatever, like we still talk to this kid, but this kid, for whatever reason, levitated more towards dude. 
which was totally cool because he was backdooring me tight like yo this is what you need to do this is how you need to do it if you want to come over i'll show you but i'm not really going to hang out with you which was totally cool with me because i just wanted to do my own thing so he was like you know you're you're good don't don't give up don't let this be the end where like where everything stops he's like this is what you need and this is what you need to buy and this is what you need to do to record and he basically did three tracks with me like basically held my hand and showed me exactly what i have to do um after those three tracks it was it, that was a wrap and um so i, t- I tell this all t- i say this all the time but like with me like i never made music for people to like i made music for one person to hate that was like that was the thing that was like my like mo my gimmick my thing like i didn't really want to like do like rap music i was just hurt because this dude was like my best friend forever and then he just did some some stupid shit on the back on you know just whatever and then he like just wanted to party all the time too so I just, we weren't seeing the same thing, and um, that was it. Uh, then I just started, well, the whole thing was, yeah, he, like, he put this track out. It wasn't really even a diss track. It just, I just wanted him to know that I don't want him making music because he sucks at it. Like, <laughs> like, I was the guy who, like, I wrote our shit and made shit sound good, and, like, you had the instruments and like you like push buttons and stuff like that. That's cool. You know what I mean? But like, I don't want to be up on stage all by myself. So like this one rhyme I said, um, yeah, I used to rhyme with retards. Um, I like the way they colored needed someone else for seesaw. Like, yeah, I just didn't want to do it myself. I needed this dude and yeah. you know, shit happened. So I'm gonna show him that we can do this on, yeah, I'll do this on my own. So, 20 songs later, um, I decided that maybe I'll stop rapping about this cat. <laughs> did he stop? Did he, he did. Uh, yeah. Did he, rap so, did he have a I, response? I, he, he did have a response. Uh, yeah, he had some sort of response. So then I just like dropped like two, three consecutive songs for him. And like, <laughs> like if you, if I would play these songs for you, be like, oh yeah, that like you say some funny shit and. I think that's really clever and whatnot. But, like, if you go back and listen to all these songs and put yourself in somebody else's shoes, knowing this song is all about you and everything I say has to do with actual events and things that only you are going to pick up, like, it hurts your feelings, like, a lot. So, like... It's you not know, for everybody. Yeah, like I had said. like mutual friends being like, yo, don't you think you like wrote enough about him? And I'm like, yo, dude, you're my friend. So you should be like, dude, your fucking writing's awesome. Like, so. <laughs> they feel bad for him. Yeah, so, um, yep, that was it. Um, he put out two tracks. I put out 20. I feel like that was a KO. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, no, that's definitely a KO. Though. And then, um, yeah, then I met Dave. And um, real funny thing with him was. Um, Prior to meeting Dave, I uh, got in contact with this dude, Grizzle McNizzle. What up, Grizz? And um, he was, like, nerdcore. He was real funny, but, like, like I said, I'll record anybody. Like, his passion for what he was doing was incredible, and it, like, I fed off of it. Yeah, it wasn't my thing, but what he was doing and how he had that, that was really cool. I like that. Um, So I was doing a lot of stuff with him. Met Dave. 
at my work actually he worked with me um and he just came up and he was like yo i heard you rap and i was like yeah i was like what about you and he's like yeah i rap too i was like man you talk too slow to rap and he came (laughs) over and he rapped and he was really good and i was like okay so uh i think it works well for him because you know he, he did like that's like a slow flow. it's like he's like, yeah he's southern nothing he's yeah. no he's never in a rush like there's not it's everything's easy peasy man just like sort of like um like uh bubble sparks type yeah like, man like, he just <laughs> his voice sparks. is sparks, and he got this low voice too it's just like he puts no effort into it and yeah. it just comes out like this monster voice and you're just like so that's the other guy that raps with you i'm like yeah and they're like well he don't look like he sounds i'm like yeah, i know i don't go, go, go tell him i tell him all the time man tell him change his look up get bigger i, don't think I look how i sound when i record I don't, I don't think so i think you have a really good recording voice like you have you sound really good you sound really good I hate the way I sound. I'm very nasal. Everyone hates the way they sound on records. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why stop? I'm just saying, I don't know. It's just very... Yeah, I'm just like... I always feel like my voice should just be naturally deeper. Yeah. When I heard your song the first time, I was like, that's that's definitely different than what I'm used to. Yeah. yeah. You know? It's a... A rap voice becomes like this kind of like distinguished like personality almost. It's kind of like... I've noticed how, like, I've been creating, like, a podcast personality kind of, you know, like, it's a it's a certain voice and inflection and, like, you're trying to, like, communicate um, kind of more than just words, like, but, like, kind of like a, a certain vibration or something, so to speak. I think it's funny, like, like, with Dave, he doesn't put effort into changing his voice or making his voice sound anyway he just it's very natural he just comes to the mic and it's like he just woke up from a nap and he's just like yo and it's done and it sounds great and that's cool where me when people hear it they're like is that you that doesn't and then when i talk to him i'm just like this is my talking this is how i sound this is like how i talk it's not how i rap i sound different but that's the they're like you sound so different well i put that effort and consciousness into sounding a certain way way, you know what i mean and i just think it's funny that dave doesn't do that he just is walks up and just it just does it one take jake and it's over and done with and you're like you son of a bitch he's like yeah i'm gonna go home and whatever and i'm like man all right (laughs) five hours later i'm like this is the take i swear i'll be done with this after this gonna be frustrating it is but it's also uh i don't know it's it's it gives you the opportunity to get the best out of it like you you know that's why i i wish i was more patient with it because it's like i'll do something i'll go into a booth and then like i'll do something that i believe in but at the same time like in the back of my mind it's like i know there's little nuances that i can make better that i would I'd absolutely love to perfect those things, but, like, I'm on, like, schedules and stuff. Definitely, you know, kids, like, (laughs) they put you on, like, so then you're trying to, like, put your creativity in a a span of time that isn't natural. Right. It's like forced creativity. I I mean, yeah, it's, it's sort of like that. It's like, all right, I have... 
I just don't like I don't like having limitations and stuff like I just I don't like that rigid structure. I don't I've it's, that's my eternal foe. Oh uh, yeah, I don't I don't like <laughs> rigid, rigid structure. structure. I, I I mean I'm too wavy for that. Like I just <laughs> I go all different directions. I like flexibility and the freedom of doing things when I want to do them, which probably isn't always great for certain things like jobs. Yeah. <laughs> particularly but <laughs> and bosses but yeah. uh you know kind of just do my own thing but it you know that that you know that that creates a certain type of person though and i think that i would much rather be the type of person who is not comfortable with the rigid structures because it's like yeah it can be a pain but at the same time, the alternative is, is that you're a person who's just completely fine inside of the box, all, like at all times. Like you just, you 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 can just you don't have you don't even think of coming out of the box, and that's that's scary to me. Like I don't even know what my life would be like if that's how I was. Yeah, operating. but you don't know it. Like that's the thing. Like, that is true. Like yeah. you don't know that your bot. Like you don't know your box limit you don't know what's outside of your box i'm not explaining all right here so like i feel like i'm bossy when i'm like in the studio and like dave tells me all the time he's like you i take a while for people to like warm up and understand me i'm not trying to be i've never thought that for real i've never thought now listen this is this is maybe why i kind of let you come in and record and get your ideas out and then once we've come to where your ideas are out, that's where I, that's where then I'm just like back in the booth three, four or five more times. And he's like, wait for what? And I'm like, ad libs. I need ad libs. I need you to retake that it's one good. more time. And it's like you, you would go in and record maybe two times and be like, that's, that's good. I got it. And that's the raw feel. But you're, but because you didn't know about the box and I'm like, yo, just do it. Like, Three more times like this so I can cut and chop and stuff like that. And then you're like, probably by like the third, fourth time of recording, you're just like, oh, I know what sounds good. He's going to tell me to do this again or you know what I mean? So it's kind of like you don't know what's beyond your boundaries and you don't really, you you know, you need to have that drive to want to push that, push that envelope. You know what I mean? And that boundary might be really far and you haven't even tackled 10 yards before that you know what i mean so the more experience i guess that you would gain in that is kind of making your box a lot bigger that's the truth and working with different people (laughs) i feel like that's really being able to work with somebody and understand that they're not necessarily going to think the same way as you and that is totally cool and okay kind of like what we were saying about spider webbing off of like a few lines and you're just you're over there so far and yeah. you, but you but you got shit done because you two were on that you know on that same same level you wrote that so i think when you uh are around certain people you know when you're around a group of people certain things of, of what you do is a reflection of the people you're around sometimes you know that's definitely true you know so like you somebody a group of people you're around when you were like in your mid-20s or something you were kind of a reflection of the that group of people and as you get older sometimes that that group changes you know and you know you end up being 
somewhere 10 years from now that you never thought you'd be, you know? It's hard for me to hang out with certain people that, like, like in my glory years, the people who I hung out with, like, most, it's really hard for me to hang out with. Well, maybe those weren't your glory years. That's, that's, yeah, that's what, I was actually just thinking about that the other day, because, you know, you look back on the times where you were, like, kind of freer to do what you want to do, like, with me, you know, a lot of this was just people who I was drinking with, and, you know, doing, you know, just trying to be, like, uh, you know, uh, uh, a teenager slash, like, early 20s early 20s type of dude like we yeah. had the same types of goals and things and now it's just like sometimes you ever like come across somebody and you just get this vibe off of them like you know I am pretty much just like a walking corpse like I I have died inside I have not. Yes. I don't have any reason to live except for this job that I go to, and it's first. It's sad to me, and secondly, I I think about them as how I always thought about them. So I'll be like, man, like you're the shit. Like like we like. I remember when you used to think you were the shit. So I try to like evoke that in them, and then like, <laughs> it's like. Uh, Sometimes it's like, you know, like a dead body was like laying there. You just like, you know, like nudge it. You're like, come on, wake up. Wake up. Wake up. And it's like, no. No, I'm pretty sure I'm dead. Got to start that fire back up. Yeah. You know, I just try to, I try to restart the fire in anybody who I've ever spent any amount of time with because I don't like to see them like that. I don't like to see that look. I've, I've seen it too many times. The look of the walking dead where you're just like, uh. No, I don't have any aspirations. I don't care what happens to life. I'm just going to keep going to this job. And uh, I think, unfortunately, a lot of people, like, walk, when you walk around and you're out in public, and I think there's a lot of people that are like that, unfortunately. And I think, yeah. I, uh, I think, I don't know how we help the masses to kind of, like, wake up and start to get back to those glory quote unquote glory days or some kind of future glory days, you know, or make new glory. Or make yeah, new you, glory you know days. what I mean? Cause yeah. like I look at you and I think this is your glory days. I feel like I haven't seen like, uh, nah, that's good. You haven't seen your glory days. I, feel yeah, like I haven't that's, seen that's, that's them good. yet. Like, I feel like I've, I feel like there's still something coming. There's oh, a, yeah. I feel like there's a, this entire chunk of my life that may, hopefully when I'm like an old man, like I look back and be like, Oh wow. Like, Oh, wow. that was such that was a time right then, you know. But some people look into the future as retirement as the glory days. I you guess, know? yeah. You like know. Uh, living on the beach, no, you know, houses are paid off. They don't have to work no more. They're like, that's gonna be the glory day. Uh, I don't know. Well, going back to like that that Quincy Jones documentary I was watching, like he was, it's so wild because it's like he was in his eighties, and like. He had, he like, there was a part where he was, like, up the whole night because he was at a party. And then, like, they talked to him. And he, you got this 80-year-old man sitting there. He's like, I could always stay up for a party. <laughs> he's like, I know how to get through them motherfuckers. <laughs> like, like, he, like, he's like, I used to party. He's like, I used to have, wild, way, you know, parties way wilder than this. You know, like. Imagine but, the parties he had, like, the party with Michael Jackson. That probably was some, he like, had, he had a party stuff. Like. 
He had a party. Like Will Smith tells a story about how the Fresh Prince of Bel Air came about, and he has a you know he tells a story about how at a party that entire show situation that happened at Quincy Jones's house at a party, and he auditioned for NBC and Quincy Jones's like living room. Like they moved out <laughs> furniture, and he auditioned for these NBC people. On the spot, you know, it, it, that's that's what I mean. Like some people, have, you never with these celebrities and things. Like you don't know the kind of stuff they see. Like you don't know. It's so funny too, because Quincy Jones, um, at one point in time, Tupac said a whole bunch of bad shit about him. Like he was like, because Tupac, you know, he he he's one of those people. He. he he he's a polarizing type of he said he said Quincy Jones needs to stop sticking his dick inside white women and making uh, and getting and making all of these mixed babies and all that stuff and then like he like fell in love with Quincy Jones's one daughter like it, he almost married her and uh it's so funny to think like you think Quincy Jones Tupac these are two different like situations but they but they came together because you know it um uh Quincy Jones is always like he 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 loved hip hop because he said it reminded him of bebop and that's a older form of like scat type music and um you know it was done by people like in the streets and stuff like that so when we were talking earlier about cycles and stuff that's another one of those cycles like hip hop is not just like it, that's something like that's been going on kind of within cultures for a really long time but those kinds of things they connect people who seem to be so far away and you know, i think that that's really the beauty of music that it brings people together yeah you know it, you know me and dick we got together you know uh with music as our connection and that's uh, you know, some of the best people who I've ever met have been through uh, through music. Yeah, it's a good stepping stone. It's a great stepping stone. You know, because then you know you have that common ground, and then I'm kind of like, okay, well, he's a creative character, so I'm cool with that, and I'm probably gonna jive with him because we're both working. You know, we both enjoy making that music, so he probably does a lot of stuff differently than I do. So I'm gonna learn much as i can free information i mean yeah that's me like I, I get to learn so much just like being at the studio and, and and just you know you know little things little things that like uh, turn into things that you embody at some point in time because you're just like oh well that that like it becomes like a like a life lesson it's like a truth you're like oh yeah was, uh I remember, like, the first time somebody said that I should, like, stack my vocals or something like that. You know, like, that was, like, a lesson that I, like, like, I was like, I was like, you can do this. Like, you know, like, because I have the tendency to be quieter on the mic, as you know, from uh, from our our podcasting. Sometimes I got the little, (laughs) I got a little (laughs) sound, I got a little sound waves. I picked it up a little bit. There was a spike. (laughs) But, uh. Yeah, you know, it, it those music is uh music I think is one of the most 
underrated essential things for life. Like it's my life. The international with, language. Like every, yeah. everybody, every you know, everybody, everybody speaks that language. It's such and you know, and there's so many different ways to interpret it. So many different. Well, somebody will listen to a song, and two different people listen to a song and take it two different ways. Yeah. Somebody, there's somebody banging on a drum in the middle of a jungle yeah. somewhere, you know, and he's, he'll never hear you. You'll never hear it, but it's moving the people who it's around, and it's it's a, it's a very spiritual situation. It's it gets you in the same accord. You know, how about it, people like in the streets that are playing on like uh, buckets and stuff? Yeah, you know, just like all kinds of different. You know, something you look at, you be like, "That's not an instrument," but they're out there in the street playing on a bucket. Rhythm. Yeah. yeah, rhythm all or those, like that life uh, rhythm. Like, what's that thing they want? Like people do with glasses. You like oh, they yeah, work with their it, finger yeah, and it yeah, makes yeah. a sound. Yeah, like you like different stuff like that. You'd be glass, like, "What? Yeah. They're doing what with the glass?" You yeah. know what I mean? Like different stuff like that. You know. Glasses where they 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 fill them with water to a certain like height or whatever, and they like tap on them yeah, and like the all kinds of different yep. stuff. What's what one of the craziest things I always thought about with hip hop is is like hip hop has such a mentality that it looked at it looked at a record player and said that it could make a record player an instrument. You know what I mean? Like that's that's a very like that's a that's a to even look at it and. To look at something that plays music as though that in it, that that thing could be the instrument is ge- it's a genius concept, but it, it you know that may be lost on a lot of people. Just like uh, you know when you're a kid and like you're looking around for stuff to like you know my dad was a drummer, so I've my whole life I've been trying to like create rhythms and things like that and. The things that you make instruments are never really instruments. They're just things that like are laying around. It makes sound. It just makes sound. It That's all it is. But like like what you said with the with the recorder with with the record player. That's like crazy. Like the first person that did that like had the confidence and it was just like this is gonna uh, this is crazy. I love this and then it just caught fire. You know like the ma- the the process of that happening. Well, wasn't that cool, Kurt? Did the, he make the mixer? The that was who the mixer that came about. I think that might have that might have been Grandmaster Flat. Might have been Grandmaster whoever it was. Like the like he was an electrician. You know how how, how like a turntable like like you know there's two you know two turntables you know and it. To go from one to the other. The the first person who ever did that was walking on a street and saw like one of those like little slide things for like, I think it was for like a washing machine or something. Uh-huh. And got this idea that he could figure out how to go from one turntable to the other because he was an electrician. And he figured out how to do that to go from one to the other with this slider, and that's the beginning of like the mo- like, well, yeah, like that's crazy. DJing as like it came to be known, huh? Yeah, that's so it was one. It was it was like DJ Cool Kurt or something like that that he made the first 
the first mix. He made that first mixer. Yeah, he so was what they created it. It didn't exist in the mm-hmm. world. Yeah, so what they were doing would play like a loop off of this, just a beat, boom, clap, boom, clap, but play the same record on the other one. So have that a measure behind. So you flip that over. So that's playing that boom, clap, boom, boom, clap. You spin this one back, flip it over, boom, clap, boom, clap. You keep doing that. So now that's just a loop that's playing. And that little part of that song never, never leaves coming out of that speaker because you're always catching it and just replaying it. And that's basically, that's hip hop right there. He's just sampling a just little like tiny. the mind of that guy, right? Yeah. Like the cre- he was a genius, but... But he was. He'll never be recorded really in time as that. Like the, I don't know. Like it'll be like, oh well, they. But I feel like that's that. That's that. That creative, creativity that I look for in people. As far as like, like I know I listen to music differently than people do. Like just because I sample a lot, so I'm constantly listening deeper to the music because I'm all, I'm constantly trying to figure out either what sample was used or if this can be sampled or it's almost like a math problem in my head because yeah. I'm seeing that beat as 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 numbers as times you know what I mean in yeah. in, in a measure and and I'm 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 really listening to stuff like that and like just like that that um uh, Nas, uh, New York State of Mind, that sample in there. If you listen to that, that what that is sampled from, it's like a three-minute symphony-type deal thing, jazz, whatever. Yeah. And just in the middle, progressing like a segue into like the ass end of that song is just the piano just goes into do 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 you know and yeah. that it's a 10 second snippet out of 3 minutes of a song and was it premiere so who did it I'm pretty sure it was pretty sure premiere did that but he was yeah. just like that's it that's the that's that 10 seconds right there is going to be the hot, a hot fucking song this is the part it's finding you, that groove yeah but you're like, you're hearing that song totally different than everybody else that's listening to it because they're listening to it as a whole you're listening to it as as a like a buffet bar as as things to work with you know what i mean from this measure to the mi- this measure i'm paying attention and to this measure to the miss you know i'm like oh that sounds really good those 10 seconds right there i'm gonna make this song give it a nods it's gonna blow everybody's mind and it's gonna be a hot ass song and that's just but that's why like when it comes to like baltimore like i look at people in baltimore and like <coughs> a lot of people look at these people as you know they live in you know this place that's this rundown place and all these things and i look at it i'm like there could be somebody that just walked, like the story you told of the guy that walked past, whoever it was, walked past and mm. said, there was an electrician that yeah. said, I'm going to create this crazy thing that was late, is going to become, you know, one of the greatest World changing, yeah, tra- world change. greatest yeah. inventions yeah. ever. I, I, you know, like you just don't know. There's like people washing cars that may have like this creative part of them that they've never like access, had the op- op- opportunity that to opportunity that or have had the chance to access that that part of their brain and like you just don't know i mean there's been you know i know like when you talk about like i know i watch america's got talent like that kind of shows with my wife and kids and stuff 
and I know they like they take people that they, they mark they make up situations that people came from to make it more interesting. But like if you <laughs> think about like the the really there is truly people like that like the one year somebody you know supposedly won he was a singer that he worked in a car wash right but he had this amazing voice did he really work in a car wash who knows no, no, but no. there's really somebody that actually works in a car wash that has an amazing voice that it maybe doesn't realize it or never had the opportunity or, you know what i mean like that's how when i drive through there i look at people and that's how i think of people like when I'm driving through there and to think that there's any, you know, we talk about it, that, you know, the self worth or whatever it is that to think of those people as like throwaway people. I don't, I don't understand that mentality. These are human beings. These are people, you know, that have the same self worth as, as all of us, but like there's people there that, you know, you just don't know. Maybe they have the answer, the mind that can cure some kind of disease and they just never get the opportunity. So we have to figure out how to get those opportunities in those areas that we all, I mean, personally, I have plenty of opportunities here, you know, so we have to get those opportunities there. I don't know. Crazy thing about, you know, you being in Baltimore is that like, you know, that and it's like going back to like, you know, this is Tupac walked those streets. Right. You know, like. J- Jada Pinkett walked those streets like those like those those and they could have very well been the same people who some people was looking at like oh look at this right. look at this person like they look what are they, what is this group of kids gonna ever become but criminals and stuff like that and that's that's the reality you know we gotta you don't know a person's potential. The only thing that I feel like I can do in life is to try to be a, a catalyst. But yeah, you know, in, in those situations, you know, definitely in the inner cities, you know, you have to inspire change. You know, you know they, you got to You don't have to, but if if you want to, if you want to enrich anyone's lives. Uh, you, you know, you have to inspire change. You got to try to be the catalyst for somebody making a positive change. And that's not a hard thing because sometimes all that is is a, is, is a good word. Sometimes all it is is... Opening your recording studio. Yeah, and, you, know. you know, that kind of stuff. That's, the, you know, a validation of somebody's worth. Because, everybody, you know, we we like to act like we don't care. But we're all kind of like looking for some sort of validation from somebody, and you know, some people I think in life they don't they don't ever uh, few so few people they may have very few connections with people, so there may be uh, nobody telling them that they have the ability to become something more if they want to. Yeah, and. Uh, and that all that's that starts young age from like that's like that's like the parents' responsibility to like tell yeah. their kids at a young age, hey, you can do you can do whatever you want. You got to work hard for it. Nothing's gonna come easy. You gotta you gotta put that you gotta build that worth or that work ethic in them. And then I feel like that's the foundation. And you just kind of you know let them go. Whether that steers them in a creative. 
pathway or more of a career-based, you know, pathway. I feel like, you know. I think I think you're right, but I think there's some situations where, you know, as you're growing up as a youth and you're going to school and, you know, I said it a hundred times, but you're going to school and, you, you know, you're aware of kids that are in different school districts that have heat in their in their school and you literally go to school and have to wear winter jackets to and that's not the great greatest uh environment to learn anything you know and so it in turn that has to do with a lot you know i mean we talk about all the time is self-worth you know so you're yeah your parents do have a big uh are a big factor and like kind of like that stuff. But I also think the, you know, the things in society also like schooling and education and your surroundings, you know, a place like that, you walk around and you just, I can't imagine being like 10 years old. I mean, I went, when I was 10 years old, I was playing outside and playing with my friends and I never had to like see like, the things that a 10 year old would have to see and that, right, you, right. you know, grow up in, in, in that, there. That so I think until we can change that and help change, change the cycle, you know, it's a cycle too. you know, change the cycles and, and start. Yeah. I understand the kids that are there and, and the, the grownups are there been in that, that situation for so long, it's kind of hard to break that cycle, but we have to start somewhere. And if we can start and I guess build some kind of positivity there. And if that's just the smallest thing, I don't know. Like my vision with the, with the nonprofit is having like music programs, having educational programs. I want, I want it to have its own school. Cause I, I don't believe in the educational system here down there. I really don't believe in, you know, it becoming any kind of positive thing. And you know, just having outlets, I guess, for people, creative outlets, because obviously like just having these conversations about the creativity of people is, is never more obvious to me that having those creative outlets helps people more, I think, than anything and, and realizing their the, realizing their potential, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Just giving a bestows. Yeah. That self that self-worth in, in inside of them. Definitely. Definitely that. I feel like um, with breaking the cycle and stuff, I feel like technology is definitely helping us yeah. because you are able to, you know, let's say 20 years ago, you know, you really thought that th- that this was it. This is how everybody else lives. This is it. This is, right. you know, you know, and now it's kind of like no one was there to tell them where now somebody across the United States is able to get in contact with this person via, you know, messaging or email or video or, you know, FaceTime. And pretty much everybody has. I was reading this crazy article. I thought it was crazy about email that they said only 55% of the world uses email. So I thought that was kind of crazy. That is crazy. Like, you know, like in my mind, like I would think everybody uses. You would think so. (laughs) It's like, yeah, you know, we, so we like talk about that the internet you can find out, but maybe it's it's far reaching, but there's certain places it doesn't reach. Yeah, you know, like technology. There's places it hasn't reached. Uh, like uh, we talk about, you know, Akon, the thing or the thing. Like that guy's doing some amazing things in Africa. He's 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 taken 
this should be is it cell towers should, that would uh solar power solar power solar power for uh part of part of africa done, done it with his own money like his own time like this should be a, a, a you know a red flag for any nonprofit that hasn't accomplished anything like he's done this all on his own uh and i mean what he's done probably to change people's lives in those areas you know like clean water that kind of stuff I mean, I can't even imagine, you know, he's, I mean, I'm big on cryptocurrencies. He's, he's starting his own cryptocurrencies in, uh, can't remember which, which country it is. I want to say the Sudan, but I don't think that's correct. Uh, I'm not sure. But anyways, he's, he's, you know, he's trying to do things to bring people up, you know, and, but we don't somehow that's not like not mainstream news or something like you'd have to go and search that out yeah but that doesn't you know it doesn't divide anybody it just you know yeah i'm sure somebody there's somebody who can find some issue with it but it's not really something you know uh that can be divided on like yeah. you can't be like oh he's a yeah. dickhead for that like, well, I, <laughs> I feel like for how surprised you were with the 50 percent or what was it 50 i think 50 or 55 percent right so I feel like more than likely most people, when they say, oh, you know, technology, they just assume that it, yeah. it's worldwide. Like yeah. everybody has what you have. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's yeah. sad fact is it's not. That's, it's not. No. We still have people that don't have access to phones, TVs, yeah. stuff like that. You know yeah, what I mean? Sure. So, the fact that some countries don't have clean water and there's people dying because of that. Like then he got clean water in Flint. Well, yeah, that's it. Well, yeah. <laughs> they well, can't I, told, do that. I told you about the fish fair theory I have. So we just got a fish. Oh, yeah. We got a fish from the fair today. So I might, I might test the the theory. You, you went to New Holland. You know, my, uh, I had I was in Baltimore my, and Heather went uh. took my my son there. So he won a fish, of course. You know, if you pay, you win. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You win, <laughs> so. You win. Since Effort Affair, we've had three fish and they've died. Yeah, all my fish died. So man. now I'm going to put them in. Cl- in the, we have the reverse osmosis filtering system. So see now how, I'm just yeah, going to. I'm going to put them put them in just that water and see what happens. Because I I just think I don't think it's just Flint. I think it's everywhere. I think our infrastructure is just a disaster. You know, so yeah. it may be worse there, but I wouldn't be shocked if. I mean, we have things going on in our water that probably oh, yeah, is absolutely not there. good. <laughs> and it's just like one of those things, like it's just one of those things you have to like come to <laughs> you yeah. come to peace with. It. You're just like, you know what? I know that this water is all messed up. I know this air is some of the, we live in Lancaster County, yeah. is some of the worst air quality in the world or something, or at least in the United States. It's that pig shit ammonia in the air. That's what it is. Yeah, it's it's the the spread. Spread. Man, they just yeah. did that on Friday they coming home from work. More. Oh, It's rough. Like, sometimes when I drive past, like, I'll see them, like, out in the field spreading it and stuff, and that's when the reality hits. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> these people are out here putting shit on plants. It smells everywhere, and then they're gonna ask somebody to eat it. <laughs> like, like, and then, hey, I don't look. I don't eat seafood, and the main reason I don't eat seafood is because 
whales are huge and shit and piss in the water and all that <laughs> water goes right through fish. That's what happens. And you look at all the people that are at the beach, you think all them little kids are holding their pee? No, they're peeing right in the water. I've and never you seen know where the fish are f- swimming? Right through your water. I've never seen a whale turd, but I imagine. You could imagine <laughs> it's probably <laughs> bigger it's probably than massive. it. Big as my car. <laughs> you ever see one of them goldfish from the end of the, that poop shoots like fucking yeah, floating around. Yeah, that's what around. I was it's talking like, about. Yeah, yeah, it's just like floating, hanging off. Yeah, of man, you imagine yeah, a whale? Times a million where you got... Probably these, looks like a subway train, I used, dude. I used to work in there. It was like <laughs> a field. We worked outside and there was a field, you know, a farmer's field and there was acres and acres. And they could, you know, every season you knew and it was coming. And my car, like the inside of my car, because it was sat parked beside that field all day, would stink like manure. I believe that, yeah. I was like, I can't even get away with it driving home. No. You know, my it's, clothes. Oh, it's, it's there. I'm not, like, in the field. I'm, like, working beside it, but my clothes would smell like it. It's just... It's yeah, like, I, dr- I was driving up to Blandon last weekend and going past the um, Giorgio Mushroom Park. I was like, I don't know how those people oh, we, can... can the can live the there. Side, it's man. like, it's... it's but they, well, yeah, but they're used... Like to them, it's probably not. It's they don't even realize. Nah, it. but that happened to me. But everywhere you go, you're gonna know. You smell. You stink maybe like a mushroom. They, but maybe they think here, like they leave that place and they come here and they're like, it stinks down. You know, because it's like regular. We're like, we well, think is regular air. Look, Giorgio, you fucking stink. Yeah. You smell like fucking shit. Yes, <laughs> we, we to, smell like shit, but you smell like a different yeah, kind of shit. Yeah, we that, went to uh, Ocean City, and you know, you drive through. Yeah, you go yeah. about yeah, that. Yeah, it's the same you, thing. You smell it like same thing. How do, like the same thoughts come to mind. Like have... I can't even bear to drive through this for like three minutes, yeah, let alone up. live right across the street. Can you imagine though if you like never like knew that that's what, like what was going <laughs> on? And, and you just moved down stuff. here. Yeah, and you were like, wait, what is that? Like, because sometimes you gotta explain it to people. They're like, you know, if you're not from around here, and you come and they were spraying and stuff. He's like, what's that smell? He's like, uh, it's shit, man. It's, it's shit. I don't know how. The, it's liquid shit. You know man. how crazy that must sound to a person who's not, like, really thinking about, like, what's going on here? They're like, what? Like, they just sow their shit uh, on plants and food. And then there's shit on the ground from the horse and buggies. And... You know, it's just like, what? This is just a shitty situation. Like, <laughs> it's, it is a shit. <laughs> and then they're going to have stands on the side of the road with all that stuff they're selling that they're putting shit on, and I, you got to go buy it. I used to Peppers, almost, strawberries. I used to almost throw up, like, in when I was going to school, and, like, I'd wake up, and, like, the window, it'd be the summer or something, and, like, you smell it right away, and, like, like, what, like. What? Where do I live at? There's shit. <laughs> the smell of shit is literally in the air. Like, Whoa, you didn't live here your whole life. I've lived here since I was three. How, oh, okay. So you don't remember. You probably don't I, remember I don't that remember, first time. Yeah, no. But I remember what it was like the day that I realized I didn't care anymore. <laughs> I was just like, it's like this is normal. It's just, it's just the way. It's just the way it is. And but every once in a while, it'll hit me when I'm driving. I'm just like. This is absurd. You know what cracks me up is the ones where you're like driving and then you'll see like a New York license plate and they stop. Like they'll stop in the middle of driving like in a field to take a picture of corn. <laughs> I'm like, what What are you 
doing? Sometimes like, they see. <laughs> sometimes people go crazy because they see a cow. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was driving. You the should most, see this. They like, calling people. I was you driving, should see this thing. Driving to mow lawn in, in Maryland the other day, and there was a cow in somebody's front yard. <laughs> I was just like, guess you don't see that every day. No, no, you don't. <laughs> It was like no fence up. It was just in the front yard. I don't know what was going on. Was ever, hanging out. You ever drive past one of these places on the back roads and just wonder how the animal rights people didn't yeah. come? Oh yeah. Like like my wife, she tried to call like um, <laughs> she called some animal rights. Right? They didn't. Well, she didn't call them. She emailed them, and then I don't think that they emailed her back. At fifty five percent that they probably didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're probably the forty five percent that don't have email. Yeah, you know, that the but it was crazy to think like, man, like I feel like if you wanna talk about animal rights, like I've seen in my life thou like thousands of examples of like animal abuse on like these little back road farms yeah. that nobody like, <laughs> Just, I saw this cow with these udders. <laughs> they that wasn't even like if a udder, like it wasn't even double D's. It was like if it's like it was like it's triple, it's triple H or something. This is there's some, the, but these udders like you knew something went terribly wrong. Like this thing could barely walk, and I'm like, how does no like? Where's the voice for these animals? Like, you know, you want to talk about the little animals on the commercial, a little cat looking at the <laughs> screen and stuff, like crying, you know. But what about the cow on the back road in the farm town who, like, lives in shit and just, is like, has a disgusting existence leading up to its throat being fucking slashed? Well, the Amish live by different rules. Yeah, so, I'm hungry for a cheeseburger now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, they do. I was. Uh, they I saw, live by different rules. So. I, I was with. Uh, I was with some Amish earlier. Um, I, Mike had to pick up a, a you know, like a pie from yeah. some Amish after. Well, he works with the Amish. Yeah, I, I went with him. Um, I had taken him to this. He he does reflexology yeah. on him, and um, this is an older Amish lady. And uh, it was funny because, like, I had never been in an Amish person's house, like, as a guest or anything. Like, oh, I, really? I don't really talk, like, the Amish people, you know, I don't really talk to them. And um, it's not that I dislike them or anything, yeah. but it's just like, you know, we ended up having this talk. Me, I ended up giving a ride to the one, to the to the, the guy who lived there, he's an older dude. And uh, I gave him a ride to the store. Because I guess, you know, they can accept their rides and right. stuff. But his horse and buggy. He was washing his buggy when we got there. <laughs> his horse was off in the, like, his horse was staring me down hardcore. <laughs> was, he looked, he was like, staring me down. I was like, shit, like, I'm glad he's in there. But he was, like, washing his buggy. And, uh, and then they, they they volunteered me for to see if I could uh, go take him to the store to get some apples. He must have got like a hundred. It was weird, but on the way there, like we're having a talk about all of these dip, like, because it's not like the talk of like the connected world. Yeah, right. Like, you know, like right there. He's yeah. like, 
I, I tell him, I was like, we were playing flag football. He said, he said, football, we didn't really do that back in my time. He's like, we, we, we played a little bit of stickball or, you know, some base, you know. And uh, I was like, yeah, I was like, uh, football's kind of dangerous. I was like, now, like, they, you know, it's, it's messing with a lot of people's brains and stuff. I was telling him. And he's like, oh, really? He's like, really? Like, he's, like, he's like, you would think that it wouldn't be a brain, but it'd be like a, a ankle or a knee or something else. It's like, yeah, no, you can like get knocked retarded if you uh, play enough football. But it was, it's, it was interesting talking to somebody who's not plugged in. Because you know, my wife, she always talks about how she... She doesn't feel like she know she's up on the news and stuff like that, and I'm like, that's a blessing. Like, I try, like, I, I, you can be way too plugged into this stuff and be caring caring about things that actually don't have shit to do with your life, right? Or that's made up by uh, somebody. Yeah. you know what I mean. It could just be a complete fantasy. Like, you, like it's weird, but yeah, there's. I always have had a reverence though for the Amish because it's like. <laughs> If all this shit fell apart tomorrow and, like, the grid went down and shit, they'd be like, it's just another day. Yeah. They fucking, they'd really, be better. It, yeah, they'd be better off than us. They'd be way better it's off It's sunrise than time to start working. It's sunset time to go to they bed. They know what to do. They, they know they don't need no cars yeah. or no gasoline. They got horses. Oh, I'm, they're, they're I'm, prepared. I'm feeling bad for them horses. Talk about the prep. Talk about ultimate prepper. They're not. They don't even realize they're preppers in their prep. You know don't I mean? even know. <laughs> they're don't just even, normal I life. Think that they kind of know. <laughs> they're like, man, we ain't following these stupid people. Yeah. Like, <laughs> these cars ain't gonna work forever. This horse, though, I'll breed him, and I have, you know, my grandson will have his grandson. I be feeling bad for them horses because sometimes you ever see the ones that start like foaming at the yeah, mouth and it's yeah. too hot and stuff. It's, it's like a like, hundred degrees out. Yeah, your horse is gonna break down or something. Like, did you ever see the buggies with the stereo systems? I heard about them. I heard. Oh, thought that was kind of crazy. Them. Like, I seen a I seen a buggy with underglow the one time. Yeah, was, you start look you start looking around. That's like, like what? You hear this music? You start looking around. All you see is a buggy going out. So you're like, where is that? Hey, where come, is what this? is this going? Uh, it's coming from that buggy. Global concert. Thing is, it's like, about big, to, like 15 inch subwoofers and stuff and like how are they even powered about that? to put that on the next fast and furious <laughs> <laughs> amish fast little, and furious little, little little uh little buggy pulls up versus I, vin diesel i do a quarter mile at 10 minutes at a time right yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. they talk about their horses the way people talk about their cars they're yeah. like oh Zero to sixty, like I got one horsepower. <laughs> we'll get there when we get there. Yeah, that's that's the beauty I think of their life. They they're some of the most they're some of the least stressed people in the world. Well, that, that's I mean, like they've done studies. Like they they have the ultimate purpose. They that they their slowness is I think the reason that is where the true quality of their life is because they're like. They're right. cogs in a well-oiled machine. That's they what they can't. are, because everybody has. But they're not even their yeah. their purpose. You know yeah. what I mean? Like everybody has their thing to do. Like yeah, and you don't, don't wake up and be like, oh, what am I supposed to do today? Yeah, like you, 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 you know, as like a little kid, they get up and they yeah. know what they're doing. You be four years old and mowing the grass. Yeah, right before yeah. you go to you, you hike your ass to you school. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They said Puff Daddy. 
Puff Daddy, he spent time with Amish family yeah. in Lancaster County. I remember that. That's kind of crazy. Like, when you think of that. It's an insane thought if you really think that, about like, it. He was here with an Amish family at, like, whatever it was, at five, six time, years old. Yeah, within the last, like, 30 to yeah. 40 years, <laughs> he was Puff and, Daddy. The same guy who was wearing shiny suits. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, Puff Daddy was the name of the mule. Yeah, he he must have got that when he was working. <laughs> well, he, <laughs> like, he said he couldn't. He said he didn't find the family, but I, I say that. Oh, no, no, we, we like, changed uh, that one to P. Diddy. Yeah. He's no, he's no, that's yeah, not the horse. We changed the, the horse's name to Diddy. They have, like, all these pictures of horses. <laughs> this one's Puff Daddy. This one's P. Diddy. This one's the family. This all here is the That's family. That's Mace. Bro. This <laughs> is the notorious big. Uh... <laughs> Imagine. We took his collar off. He's just Diddy. Yeah. That one right there. Yeah, he's That's just it. Diddy. He's good. But, like, that's like a, a me like when I heard that story, that was just kind of like not mind blowing, but it was just strange. Yeah, no, they, so he I he, I heard Chuck D wrote "Welcome to Ter- Terror Dome" while visiting. Uh, yeah, I told uh, you that. Allentown, no, Allentown. No, no, but no, he was on his way to Reading. Somebody said Reading, right? But I think after looking at it, it was Allentown. He stayed he, there. Was a studio say, in Red in uh, Allentown. I heard him saying a podcast. Like his voice, right. I heard him say that he was visiting his friend in Reading. Nice. And he was on the way there. He was writing it. He was writing "Welcome to the Terror Dome" on his way to Reading, and that, which that is, is the Terror Dome, which wow. is a very like like that is a like that's a when he said that like I got this like weird little sense of like pride. It's like I've been like. I a connection. That's the, like, that was the connection right yeah, there. Yeah, like yep. I was like, I was real like, and it was so out of nowhere, you know. It was just like I didn't expect for him to say that, but you know that's the thing, you know. Uh, he could, you could have been walking by, you know what I mean? It could have been at that same time. You that's know what, what I'm mean? saying? Like, like when I'm talking about like people washing cars and they're just you know they're in the next whoever, big, yeah, next big you, thing. You never you know, know, and you could be like, you could have got your car washed by so and so, and you just. But that person's out there, like, changing the world or, you know. That's a hidden talent. You that's just, just never know. It's there. Diamond in the rough, man. Find it. It's diamond there. In the diamond in the rough. Just like, uh, you know, the, the diamond mine. That's oh, diamond mine. I mean, mine. I think, you know, that's what I say about Baltimore. You just walk around. You just don't know. That person could be, you know, there could be somebody there that is they just haven't been pushed in a certain direction or haven't seen the self-worth or haven't seen the... the Whatever they need haven't, they haven't to got get that where opportunity. they need to go, they haven't gotten that opportunity. Just takes I don't know. Somebody's got to do something. That's all I know. Yeah, you know that's what that's what, that's one thing I know for sure. Somebody's got to do something, and whether I get to do what I want to do or at least start some kind of movement or you've already began it. You know I what know. I mean? Like you've done, you've you've done something to attempt to. Uh, approach the, the the problem as opposed to you know me I, I the way i've always done it is is like being an artist is like i've always just tried to keep that sentiment i never want people to forget about the impoverished areas and stuff like i uh you know I, i've that's how i've tried to keep that alive but you keep you're keeping it alive in a way more hands-on way where you're trying to create a situation where 
um, you know, it sounds like you you want to have maybe even like some sort of a community center where, to try to direct the lives of people who, um, who, who, who it, there's nothing wrong with having direction. There's nothing wrong with having, you know, um, having somebody try to help you through a situation. And that's, you know, like I said, that's, that's, a, that's why it's such a great thing to me because it's really confronting the issue. There's yeah. a lot of people who say, what are we going to do about it? And then they don't do anything. There was, I went with Mike actually like a couple of weeks ago. There's actually a, a nonprofit in Lancaster. They're not doing exactly what we're doing, but they're doing something similar. It was pretty amazing. Like it was very, uh, I don't know if it's inspirational, but very like, it was pretty awesome to see somebody else like, doing something similar to what my vision is and, and like coming to fruition and having like, yeah. like it started and it's completed now. Like they have one house done. That's like it awesome. was pretty awesome. And like they had a ceremony and everything. Like it was, it was pretty incredible. And like Mike did some work at the house and volunteered his time. So it was just pretty, it was pretty awesome to see that. I, I couldn't even really like, I was just like kind of in the background while like, you know, just soaking it in. Yeah. Trying to learn, Talk to some know? general of, of the army or something about, you know, things and like what they were doing there. It was just kind of was a, cr- I mean, I thought it was pretty awesome. The news was there and the, uh, Lloyd Smucker, the, I don't know if he's running for Senate or Congress. He was there trying to get his, you know, five minutes of, <laughs> you know, fame, On not TV. fame, but yeah, like yeah, good, yeah, yeah. good will, you know, right there. <laughs> <laughs> for the, for the people. Uh, like the mayor was there, the mayor of Lancaster was there. There was policemen there. Uh, it was just, it was kind of a really great thing. So, yeah, man. Well, uh, I don't know. It's getting kind of yeah, getting kind of late. For you sure. know, Dick. Was there anything else uh, you wanted to um, address? You know, before uh, no, I just want to shout out uh, Beyond Basic. You can check us out on SoundCloud um, at uh, SoundCloud. We'll have, basic. We'll, we'll have the links. Yeah, we'll, yeah, have all, that link. we'll have all the links in we'll the description. We'll have all the links so you can get to Dick's music. Yep. Yeah, and then check me out. Yeah, awesome you can check. Artwork. Yeah, check me out on Instagram, Diamond Mom Productions. Um, you can check that link out too. I uh, appreciate you guys having me here. Yeah, this, is a, this is a blast. Yeah, this is really fun. And as always, uh, also Will's Will's music will be in the in the description too. But so don't make sure listen you to click it. on that. It's terrible. Come on now. <laughs> You know it's not. The production's <laughs> on point. Yeah, 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 But yeah, definitely, definitely check out this guy. You know, he's 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 a very talented person, and uh, you know, my mama had, thinks I'm handsome too. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody else. Yeah, just, just, just mama. Just mom. <laughs> but this, that's okay. Mama's love is the, it's the best. All kind. It's important. It's, all it's important. It's the only thing that matters. But uh. Yeah, yeah, man, def- definitely. Thanks for coming on and 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 talking you with us. And, me, yes, sir. You know, it's been it's been awesome. Um, we'll uh, we'll be back uh, next, next weekish. Week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and we you have know, a couple. I'll have a couple episodes. I have this episode, and then I also have another episode I have to upload from last week. So. Look out for that. Yeah. We talked a little about cryptocurrencies, little things in general. So that's kind of 
Yeah, we still had a we got a uh, release to oh, one uh, with, uh, with my my well, buddy actually, Alex. Yeah, yeah. this will be one of three that uh, hopefully I'll upload yeah, this we're week. We're gonna be flooding. We're gonna Man. be flooding you, rabbit. It's like episode 12 hunger or for knowledge. Like huh? twelve or thirteen. It's something. It's I don't know. Maybe it's like crazy. it might be like eleven or twelve. Is it? Is it eleven, twelve, thirteen? Something around know. there. Oh I shit! Don't they know. lost count. They lost we count. lost count because we're irresponsible. <laughs> 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 but uh, no. Um, as always, I want to thank you for for listening and uh, listening to us ramble about mindlessness. <laughs> but. No, I, I I really do appreciate it. I, you know, well, at the end of the day, we're just we're just trying to to, to give a voice to uh, you know the the person who's trying to go a little bit beyond the norm and uh, trying to enrich their life and trying to make something better out of their life. So, uh, as always, thanks and. Uh, We'll see you next time. Later. Peace.